I have no idea if I meted that out correctly. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Hello. Meow, Jordan. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow. Meow, Sam. Meow. Eddie. Meow. Okay. Any any guesses as to what we've just done, listeners? We just watched... We are mere minutes after watching Cats. Yes. What the fuck was Cats? Um... Honestly, oh god, possibly the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, it legitimately rivals the Emoji Movie as being that bad. Is was Emoji Movie the worst you've ever seen? Right, arguably. I'm I'm trying to think if there's other examples that I can like compare it to, but the Emoji Movie is the one that's like stuck. It I like I remember be, how bad it that might was. be. One of the worst like competent film. Quote unquote. Yeah. That high budget. Seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously you've got like, um, like your Birdemics and your Neil mm. Breen films, which they're just technically bad. Mm. On a technical level, they're terrible. Mm. Uh, but yeah, in terms of a quote unquote competent film. Yeah. Like maybe the Star Wars prequels. Pre- prequels. That's the only other mm. stuff I can think that could rival this. I've heard it described as a nightmare. Yeah. Now, nightmares are terrifying because you think they're real when they're happening, right? That's why nightmares are so terrifying. Mm. I knew this wasn't real. Yeah. And that is its sole virtue. Right. Okay. That's the pretty much the only good thing I have to say about Cats the, is that at the end of the day, it's not real. No. The I film know. is very real. I'm <laughs> still going to have nightmares about this film. I'm 100% going to have a nightmare tonight in which I'm like lying in bed, those cats are going to surround me, and Jason Derulo is going to sing. <laughs> well, right. Was it wise to... Just start recording before we'd even codified our... Before we'd had a chance to, like, deal with it? No, I think this this is the most authentic response... Okay. ...that they can get, isn't it? Okay. Um, we talked about it a little bit as it was happening, and we compared it to watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Which I would say I have not seen, so yeah. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure that... I haven't seen that film sober. I'm pretty sure it would be atrocious. Because it has a, a, an internal ill logic that makes sense to you when you're tripping. And generally speaking, I don't like it when people say, oh, this thing's really trippy, man. You get it when you're high. Yeah. The, the whole sensibility of fear and loathing in Las Vegas, it's clearly just meant to talk to someone on that level of like an acid trip. Okay. And the way it does, not by being like hallucinogenic visuals and stuff, the way the camera moves and the way the characters respond to the, to the environment is kind of a thing will happen they will latch onto this idea of the thing. Mm-hmm. It'll start getting very vivid and intense, and then we'll just fade away to nothing, which is kind of a microcosm of the acid experience, mm, right? Yeah. So it kind of makes sense to you in that state. Mm-hmm. I think cats might make sense if you're off your face on shrooms or acid or you know yeah. LSD. I don't know if it's something I. I'm certainly it's not something I would recommend. I don't know how no, you would test it, but. Yes, my contention would be that because the film, well, I tell you, we'll try and explain the plot. You, um, you can't. No, you can't. Not, give it a go. You I can't, don't know if there's a plot. That, that is not. No. There is a plot, but that is not a plot. Okay. No. Okay. There's a, no. There's a setup. There's not a plot. There's a premise. Okay. Right. Okay. There, there's a setup. There's a film, 
and then there's a payoff. That is not a film. Okay. No, but you know what I mean. Like just <laughs> at the very least, at the very Typically least, a film has like, a bunch of stuff that does that. Not we can't a, deny nothing. that this happened. Yes, this is a thing that exists. Okay. Okay. No, I will say because yeah, you know, it, I feel like that's there, there's usually like go to criticisms in there when when like yeah. the next the big worst film of mm. whatever comes out and people are like oh it was like a fever dream yeah, yeah. And kind of what you were saying about you know um you hate that. But it did genuinely feel like a fever dream. It just sort of like... No, it did. It, it completely did. Yeah, um, it kind of kept happening and just... It... Well, the, 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 yeah, so the, the reason I make the acid comparison, I don't make that lazily like, oh man, it's weird, it's talking cats. I don't mm. mean it like that. I mean in the sense of... Because yes, there's no plot in a traditional sense. There is just yeah. this setup of... There are these... The Jellicle cats <laughs> and one of them... Every year, I guess, is chosen to ascend. Oh, is it every year? I don't yeah, know. It's, I, I no, mean, no, it's annually here. Oh, it's shit. Annual. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, and, I didn't know that from the film. I wikied it. Oh, every okay. year, these anthropomorphic cats ritual sacrifice one of their own. And that cat ascends to yeah. and they're another all just, plane they're all of reality. On board with this sacrifice thing. Yeah. They really, like, really want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, the villain, if you can call him that. His, well, like, he villain, yeah, he? his sole motivation is I want to go. Yeah, it's like you won't let me die. I just want to die. It's the best. It's like you're mate. Just go out, so I get hit by a clock. It's like Jesus you're the chosen Christ. one, right? Yeah. And so the film then plays out as essentially a series of musical monologues as we meet each new cat. Yeah. And they kind of um, sing their credentials to be the chosen cat. Yes. I, I, but it, literally, the film is this is this cat. Then it's this cat. Yeah. Then it's Again, this cat. Like, uh, That's why I make the acid comparison. It's because it feels like just a bunch of disjointed, yeah. kind of illogical things. It's constant, but also segmented in that sense. Yes, you latch on to this thing. Yeah, this musical number, this musical number, this musical number, and it's over. Okay, new idea. That's another thing, because like, yeah. uh, so, like, most. I can't even speak. I, I'm gone. <laughs> um, yeah, like a lot of reviews have said, like, oh, that's all it is. Mm. Um, and I thought it was just one of those things again yeah. one of those things that people say you know yeah. it's like oh it's just a series of but it is literally like there's yeah. no there's maybe one or two moments where the characters dance for a minute mm. in between musical there's, numbers there's the tiniest bit of dialogue yeah and there's like a little bit of dialogue particularly when Judy Dench is supposed to be singing well yeah she doesn't sing is the thing she does at the end um, does she yeah. was that singing sort of okay but yeah it is literally just Musical number, musical number, musical... The constant... Yeah, it's one of the most musical musicals I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, it's borderline opera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Apart from those two... Like, yeah. Yeah. Apart from those two scenes of dialogue, it is an opera. I I will say... I mean, you you pointed it out while we were watching. Mm. The British accent Jason Derulo does. Yeah, that's semi-decent. That's... Yeah. And Taylor Swift has moments where it's semi-decent as well. Yeah. Over there. You know, it actually... It's all right. James Corden, in a bad film... He's probably he's actually he's not right. also in the emoji movie, coincidentally enough. I gotta say I'm though, shit in that though. Well, it's, yes. just, it's just the voice role. Yeah. I was he was kind of a um a ray of sunshine a ray of sunshine when he came into it. How because awful must it be I know, that James I know. Corden is the best thing because he's just your clowning film. and he's a big fat cat and he falls over and stuff. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Uh, and he's called Buster for Jones, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> I, and I'm. I'm not ashamed to admit yeah. that throughout this watching, the first time I laughed yeah. during this film... Legitimately laughed, we should say. I know, yeah, yeah. I, I legitimately laughed, yeah, yeah. was his cat falling down some stairs. Because that's the thing, it's not even like... Um, he just kind of like stumbles. Yeah, this is, this is my yeah. point. This yeah. is why I think you laughed, right? It's because 
the film does quite a lot of slap, has a lot of slapstick moments. We yes. got meant yeah. a lot. Before we see James Gordon, we've been introduced, introduced to Rebel Wilson, who kind of does that. Yeah, yeah, like and it's just... Awkward, lethargic kind It's of carcinogenically unfunny. Yes. And then, yeah, there's a moment where it's like he incidentally just falls over. And I think, because I laughed as well, I was like, oh, that seems like it wasn't intended. Yeah. Because it was sort of seamlessly mm. done. Yeah. That's where that's funny, right? It's because we th- it looked like a mistake almost. Yeah, it looked like an yeah. outtake, yeah. Although, like, also, Fat Man fell down the stairs, yeah, and I'm not going to apologise for saying yeah. that, because that was funny. But if they goofed it up or clowned it up more, I think it wouldn't have been funny. No, I agree. Yeah, it, it was the kind of, yeah, the randomness of it. Yeah. What's the thing he says to whoever it is? Like, he tries to launch him off the seesaw, and then the music stops for a moment. He talks about how he's conscious about his weight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's like, shit. Oh, it was like, I say to you... Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. He's raised his point. I say to you. Yeah, that, like that was funny. Really camp yeah. as well, the way he does it. Yeah. Um, so that, that's it, though, really. <laughs> that's of, all uh, the positives. To positives this. to say about it. Um, it's, it is embarrassing yes. to be involved. Here's the thing. The first hour or so, I was kind of like, I saw, I knew what I was in for, sort of, you know. Mm. And I was enjoying how bad it was. Yeah. And then around the hour 10 mark, it started to irritate me. Yes. And... It took you until an hour ten to be irritated. To actually irritate me, yeah. And oh, that okay. was when... It took me a lot less. Because, right, the main character really annoyed me. And I think it's that thing of... I'm not like a dance guy. I'm not really a musical guy. Yeah. I, I can put up with some musicals. But the way they were moving, they were trying to be all like slinky and feline. Yeah. Which is fine. But it really reminded me that they were dancers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like... Yes. They... they. If you've ever seen like a dance thing, the, the, obviously it has to be kind of... It doesn't have to be tends to be over the top because they are uh, they're showcasing I mean, yeah the, the, they're ballerinas so, and they've come from that and that is yeah, over the uh, top it's all, showy yeah it's the, uh, you know theatrical yeah and so on film when you're up close and they're kind of doing the whole they're kind of exasperated and they're like they're looking like that and they're looking you know yeah it's just it's really irritating but yeah. I, I I don't like dancers dancers irritate me mm. okay <laughs> so I'll I think say, that's what that was listen because I do like musicals yeah well, certainly to an extent, anyway. And do you like Cats, the musical? I can't remember. Genuinely, I was trying to wrap my brain while we were watching it as to whether I've actually seen it. Because I've seen a few musicals, um, and I can't remember if I've seen it. Well, I just, yeah, I, I remember seeing an advert for the musical as a kid. Mm. Like an image of it, it all stuck with me. I think it was on like, a v- you know, yeah. it was an advert on a VHS I had. And I just looked at some on YouTube. And, you know, they, it is costumes. And obviously mm. you just kind of, okay, it's a costume move on yes. you get it and they're much better sung but we'll get on to all that yeah. but in the music in the, the stage musical they do just look like um, put them up put them up like right. the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz yeah, yeah. yeah. I just that's all I could think of you know I don't know where I saw it because obviously I don't like musical me and Sam really had something to overcome with this because you hate cats and I hate musicals yeah um, I think you just hate bad things in general, Eddie. I don't know what your uh, thing you had to overcome was. I mean, it made me want to kick a cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, possibly, possibly, possibly this film played by Rebel Wilson. <laughs> this film has given you a fear, as opposed to us having to <laughs> yeah. like, deal, deal with the ones Cats and had. Dogs does, the film Cats and Dogs does more for the cause of cats, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and they are, they are evil in that film. They are the bad guys. Yeah, as an objective bad film. it also... Yeah, it's better than cats. Oh yeah. Um, what's what's oh, the I don't line? Know. What's his face? Who plays uh, Mr. Tinkles? That's a pretty, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty great performance. What's the line? The li- it's Sean Hayes, isn't it? Yes. Will and Grace. 
Yeah. Um, Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud. Is that what we're calling my plan? Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud. <laughs> that makes it better. Like one of the best ones of all time, actually. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we should love cats and dogs, not we cats. Should, yeah. I do hate cats, as in the, 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 the animal. animal. Yeah, yeah. I do. I didn't have, you know, it's a film. I didn't have that problem going to the well, film. It just, if only they were cats. That's the thing. They don't even look no, like No, they cats. look like chimps. No, it's... Yes. I think the fact that because we we looked it up, the fact that it's a bunch of and not even actors because they're not actors, most of them, no, no, in motion capture costumes where they've then take it like done digital fur blended with their faces. It's which, oh god, it, I think the cat. I think it's poisoned my brain because when he said digital fur in my head, that musically became Jellicle Cat. <laughs> Digital, digital. Oh, it no. is the stuff that like PTSD is made of, isn't it? Oh yeah, just the yeah, one flashback fucking repeat. I, I, yeah, I'm genuinely, I genuinely think I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. Flashbacks, yeah. yeah. But no, that is the question. Like, um, yeah, I don't know where I heard it, but I heard that cats. The reputation of cats is it's a terrible musical. Yeah. The thing that is appealing about it is the production design. Yeah. It's the costume. It's the makeup. It's. Yeah. But obviously, in translation, that's mm. the thing you lose when you go toward when you make it a film. It is, especially and in the direction they've taken it. Yeah, yeah, because you know? a big thing that confused us is what are we meant to be getting out of this film? And yeah. I know again, we're not musical people necessarily, but what are you? I guess joy, you know, like joy, then sadness, then. But is it's it? cl- I don't know. This is the thing. Uh, is, is it, it a children's film? So, at some t- at some point, it seems like it is. Yeah. And then they you throw know? someone off a boat. You know, yeah, it's weird. It's, just kind of, it's really oddly judged. And yeah. like, they never quite get over the fact that these cats are like, this is a, like a ritual sacrifice thing. Yeah, they never really like. They're very vague. Well, not vague about it, but they don't really. Because you don't. Know the they fuck kind of disguise it, don't they? It's not like oh, you're going to. They, they never say you're going to die. It's like oh, yeah. you'll be reborn in the, thing the is, sky. They're, they're trying to create a mythology and a universe, aren't they? So that's why they all have. They're not called like Tinkles and, you know, they, they are called things like. Fucking Buster for Jones. Buster for Jones, Jenny, Jenny Annie Dodds. Yeah. It's trying to be something, its own thing. Yeah. And it just ends up being this complete mosaic of shit. <laughs> Where, like, you don't, you can't find your way in anywhere. It's like, yeah. I can't. I'm looking at this painting of all these different things together and I'm not seeing any shapes. It's just shades of shit. Yes. Which, you know what I mean? Particularly since they give you, like, a surrogate character. Yeah. What's her face? Victoria, the main cat. And arguably one of the more kind of surrogate surrogates I've ever seen in the film, considering she doesn't says nothing yeah. for the vast majority of the film, yeah, yeah. like you are. And her. that is the best bit of her performance. Yeah, she's <laughs> terrible. She's really bad. Well, she's, she is a dancer. And I yeah, know yeah, she, yeah, I think she's, she's a ballet dancer. And I think this is her first acting job. And her last. Well, yeah, maybe. Based off well, of that performance, I'm sorry. Let's be generous enough to say that she still hasn't given her first acting performance. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's give her that. Yeah. But So we were confused about what it was. Because if you're in it for the music, which presumably you should be if it's a musical. I mean, that's the only thing that they're taking from the musical, yeah. I guess, is the music. But the songs are dreadful. Yes. The, you well, I, you I can't thinking... hum any of them except for memories and, yeah. the, and the first song. No, but also, the th- my issue with the first song is it does feel to me... Like they just went on rhyme zone and found some words. <laughs> yeah, so right, let's break that down a bit. So, look, right, so my problem for a large part of films, I actually didn't, not couldn't comprehend what was happening on screen. I couldn't understand what they were saying or singing. Mm. That was a big problem. Yeah. Though in the Jellicle Cat song, I don't know what it's called. Probably Jellicle Cat. Probably Jellicle Yeah, it's called Jellicle Cat. It's called Jellicle Cat. Um, yeah, called Jellicle Cat. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> like they, they allude to all these different, like, 
types of cat. Yeah. Actually, you've got allegorical cat, uh, metaphorical cat. Uh, That's fine. Right. They're being all weird about it, yeah. abstract. And then they say clerical cat. Now, I know this film is a weird, bizarro fantasy thing. Yeah. Why do cla- cats need clerks? <laughs> Cats don't do accounts. <laughs> Famously, you know, I that one just really put my well, nose out. No, because you got uh, Buster Jones, the fat cat. Yeah, someone needs to clerk him, doesn't he? Cleric him. Do they? Well, he's he's a fat cat. He's rich. He's got finance, right? That's the implication. I guess it's the only thing. It's the only how time. Do have, how do they accrue wealth? Well, it's the only time it feels like the film is not. No, it's not that it's not being literal, but like, okay, fat cat. That's Lit- clearly literal. What? Literal. As Kit- in litter box. literal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like, oh, a fat cat is a thing outside of. Yeah, cats this is the, the thing. In a film, on it's the, the show only time it feels like that happens. Yeah, and yeah. a thing called cats. I really want you to milk as much from. Yeah. Yeah, cats as you can. Yeah. Fat cat. Yeah, that's an existing thing. Do that. Yeah. You know. Cool cat. Yeah. If I g- g- do cool cat, they didn't yeah. do that. No. I guess Jason Derulo was the cool cat because his song had a funky bass line to it. Yes. But, um... And he made himself less irrelevant than he's managed to do with the most recent part of his singing career. Less irrelevant? Less... Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jordan, it is late. No, 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 I forgive you because we've just watched Cats, but I want to make it clear what the point you were yeah, making. Yeah, he is less is relevant late. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I... Sorry, just quickly, I've looked up the lyrics from Jellicle Cat and okay. I... This is something I think we have to share Read with anyone. Read that yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is, p- like, I guess the pre-chorus. Okay. Because Jellicles are, and Jellicles do, Jellicles do, and Jellicles would, Jellicles would, and Jellicles can, Jellicles can, and Jellicles would. <laughs> Says nothing you need to know, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> and then, right, okay. So, literally the last bit is Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, like, five, six times. Give us the, does it have the, like, the list of the, the types of, of all cats, the cats? The allegorical cats and the clerical cats. <sighs> Sad a lot, listeners. <laughs> Practical cats, dramatical cats, pragmatical cats, fanatical cats, oratorical cats, delphic oracle cats, skeptical cats, dyspeptical cats, romantical cats, pedantical cats, critical cats, parasitical cats, allegorical cats, metaphorical cats, statistical cats, and mystical cats, political cats, hypocritical cats, clerical cats, hysterical Hysterical cats, cynical cats, rabbinical cats. Rabbinical cats? <laughs> cats that are Jewish ra- that are rabbis? <laughs> cats that read the Torah? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yes. I no, really wish I hadn't looked that up. So that's a taste of what you're in for. Yeah. Part of my annoyance, my growing annoyance as it moved into its final act was the audacity of the film. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? No, do you know what How I mean? dare like, you be here? It feels like it's got an hour in it where you can look and laugh at it and just like be like, what is this? Yeah. And then I, the, I'm not giving it that much. And then, no, do you know what I mean? And then you got the sincerity of the performers and the earnestness of it, like all being really dancery oh, and actory about Jennifer it. Hudson. Jennifer yes, Hudson and yeah, Robert yeah. Oscar wannabe you know, role. Them, all the background cats like being Ugh. really sincere about it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck you. If you're going to do this, mm. know what it is. Like Ian McKellen clearly knows what it is. Yes. I'm not saying he like you know he's brilliant in it, but at least he sort of, I think he can comprehend its ridiculousness. Yeah, the rest take it really seriously, and it's like, have you have you read the script? Have you read the character names? Have you read this script? Yeah, it's clearly this trip. It's it's a trip. Behave like it's a trip, and they're not. They're acting like it's meaningful, and that started to really piss me off. Yes, but yes, Jennifer Hudson was the type really of fucking pissed me off because there's the first scene she's in. 
she's clearly like the outsider. She's like been shunned by the Jellicle cats. Yeah, she's a black cat. She's a black cat. Yeah. Um. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was weird. I said to you as we were watching it, it's weird that going back to what you were saying about like, oh, it's digital fur and they've melded it with the actor's face. It's weird that you can tell like the ethnicity. Yeah. Of the actor that's playing the. It's so uncanny. Yeah, yeah. Really, because, yeah, it's both a person and a cat. Yeah. Or, like, cat fur and cat makeup and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of like, every critic has said, you never get used to the design. It's like just a completely inexplicable design. Yeah. It's because it's a disgusting blend of shithousery. It is. It is. <laughs> like, so I never tried to get used to it. Mm. I was sort of going and prepared to just be, like, on a roller coaster. Yeah. But I did, I did kind of adjust, to be honest. Okay. I think it would be a lie to say that I never... I never accepted it, but I did adjust to it. I wasn't, like, like surprised everyone... Oh, yeah, there was no moment like that, yeah. Sometimes when they moved, I freaked out a bit. Well, that's... Okay, yeah. The photorealism thing. Yeah. Does that... Why did they do that? Other than, oh, I guess we can. And we'll get a visual effects Oscar out of it, I guess. Why? Because the film doesn't... Well, it won't. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it won't. Yeah, it's but, not up for any yeah. else. But back when you, you know, you're in the planning phase and like, oh yeah, cats, that'll be good. Um, you think of like, okay, so if we do, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that meeting. <laughs> well, I've, I've, no, I, I can see people genuinely getting caught up in like the momentum of it. Like, oh, it's such a popular musical. People yeah, are going to go see it. You I've know? seen few films that are so clearly made with corporate indifference. Yeah. Where it was like, right, this has made billions. We're mm. obviously going to make a film of it. Yes. Fuck, just do it. Like, yeah. there's clearly no care has gone in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no thought went into, oh, this has made a billion, you know, $4 billion worldwide. Will it make a good adaptation? It didn't even get to the second question. It was yes, just that statement. Exactly. You know? um, but yeah, I would have thought that if if you're going to do photo, quote unquote, photorealistic cats, yeah. photorealistic people, cat hybrid things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chernobyl cats. Chernobyl cats, yeah. exactly. Surely you would make the film more "quote unquote" realistic. Chernobyl. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be so hard to pick a title for this. <laughs> riddled, yeah, riddled with gold. Um, because it seems like a pretty direct adaptation of the musical, and there is a. Co- yeah. I think the question because everyone is saying like, "Oh, cats, the film is terrible." The question does need to be asked: like, how much of its terribleness? Does it owe to the musical? Okay. Obviously, we, we would have to watch it to fully... I'm not going yeah. to. No, no. The film's not sold me on it. No, no. But a musical is its music. Yes. And the music is bad. Yes. And like... Okay, we were talking about... Yeah, obviously a lot of the cast members are, are singers, mm. pr- pr- primarily. But they... Like, they, they turn in terrible vocal performances. Yeah. Like, surprisingly bad. Like, you have Russell... Like, Les Miserables. Mm. The director of this obviously did Les Miserables before. Um, Which is probably why he ended up... Well, why he ended up doing it, yes. yeah. Why he chose to do it is, well, yeah. ching ching. Yes. He's been attached for years from he what has. I could look up. But like Les Miserables, they sang in camera, for lack of a better term, didn't they? Yes. Diagetically, they yes, sang diagetically. Which I assume is what's happened here, right? I have no idea. Because there, no there are weird moments as well where when the film is silent, it sounds like a live performance. You know when you like the music in a musical when it goes quiet and you can hear the actors like shuffling on stage yes. and you can hear mm-hmm. them breathing? Yeah, yeah. It yes. sounds like that. It does. It does. It sounds yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this, is, this is where I would <clears throat> highlight Taylor Swift. Mm. J- Jason Derulo, it's bad. Yeah. He, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. He's Ta- doing the Jason Derulo yeah. thing. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Now, I'm not like massive, massive like no. fan of Taylor Swift, but I don't mind some of Taylor Swift's mm. music. That is 
atrocious on another level. <laughs> it is and when she is the cat. Well, I think I asked. Yeah, I asked one of you tonight. Is that like square uh, round peg square hole? Like she's a good singer, but she's not a good musical singer. Well, may- maybe maybe yeah, yeah. because she- like I would say because she is a very good like her stage show is always like up there mm. as the quality and like how good she is live as yeah. well as like on things. So I don't know what the fuck that was. No. Well, you know, yeah, she is not a musical singer, mm. uh, but she is a good singer. And I said to you guys, like, genuinely, I could sing those songs better than she is singing it right now. Mm. I, yeah. I genuinely believe that. I think because what she was probably told to do is, well, you're, you're acting as well. So she's doing the whole, like, McCavity. Like, she yes. was like, you know, yeah. like, not at the cost of the, the singing, though. Like, no. it's yeah. got, they've got to go hand in hand. So speaking of which, Jennifer Hudson. Yes. Who is... Was really was really going for the supporting actress Oscar. She was she? trying way too. She hard. was doing really trying to be um what's Anne Hathaway's character in Les Mis. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, Fontaine. I think her name is. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of performance where it's like down on her luck. Yeah. Except in Les Miserables, she like her child's been taken away from her. She's become destitute and her hair's been cut off. And then this is just the cat. Uh, <laughs> the, the other cats that don't like, like, but cats are like that. So yeah, cats. Why, why yeah. does she care? Exactly. And when she gets her moment. Yeah, memories. God, she she rings every possible yes. second out of that, and it's just you. Can, it's laboured. You can see the labour on her face. Oh yeah, memories. She's like really, like yeah. really acting with her face. And you know? like yeah, the climax of that song where you have like the orchestra is kicked in, and she's like, it's just like it's just loud. It's just loud. Yeah, that's all. Oh. It, it's just loud. You know. It, I mean, it, it's the, th- the thing is, is it's what popped into my head, though, when she was doing that. Now, I don't know how much Family Guy either of you have seen. A fair bit. Um, but there's a there's a scene in one episode, I can't remember, like, you know, obviously the shit done to Family Guy. Yeah. And it's just Peter Griffin listening to something going, who hurt you? Who yeah. hurt you? <laughs> and yeah. that, like, started running through my head. Yeah. And I was just like... Yeah. Yeah, what, is- what must have, like, what terrible life has she lived through that she, like, is like that, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so the film brought me to this point where her and Judy Dench, she and Judy Dench share a scene, and uh, they start nuzzling each other. <laughs> yes. And I said, I've never seen a stronger case for uh, racial segregation. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my life. It was obviously in jest, but... You're sitting there going, oh, at least this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> if civil rights hadn't happened, oh, at know. least this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know. But then again, like, because the, uh, they're all just cats, so they're like race doesn't factor into it. So well, it's just like, we still would have got cats, but it would have been some poor white actress instead of some yes. poor black actress yeah. who had to do that role in cats, yeah. you know? In blackface. <laughs> At least that would have given it a free song. That would have given it something. Oh, yeah. You'd be watching it going, oh, have they done? What have they done? <laughs> it would be a feeling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that would be nice. Did they whiteface the main character, though? Because she's Kenyan and she plays Victoria the White Cat, I believe. Yeah, she does. So she's Kenyan, is she? Yes, yeah, she's Kenyan. Is she black? No, no. I think she's British, but she's of Kenyan yeah, descent. Yeah. Her parents but might be Kenyan. She is black. Yeah, she's black. Oh, that's Well, right. she's that's like okay, light black, but she's. Yeah. She's okay, black. okay. Right. Well, but yeah, shame on you, cat. Shame on you, cat. White whitewashing your um, your lead actress. At one point, there's there's a little joke where James Corden and Rebel Wilson are tied up on a roof to a chimney or something. No, no, they're on a boat. Oh, sorry, on a boat. Oh no, <laughs> uh, the roof of a boat. Yeah, no, no, it's just a boat. No, they're on top, aren't they? No, no, it's just the. No, the they're they're the around one of the. It's like the front of the cabin on the ship, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're by. Oh, what the? Because they walk the plank. 
Well, yeah, I, that's, what, that's what, not what, those things no, on boats. No, that's not on the roof, but... Chimney, a chimney thing. What are they called on boats? Is it just a chimney? Yeah, I think it's just a chimney. Yeah, or a stack. A smokestack? Yeah, they've got a like, steamboat. It's, they're around oh. like one of those or something. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay. Because uh, they never get scale right, that's a big problem as well. Just watch this, by the way, listeners. Yeah. And we can't remember it. Oh yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's a point where... The streets don't even seem scaled right for humans. It's strange. Yeah, it's really I can't weird. imagine the... Even though we don't see their face, but we see a human at the beginning of the film. Yeah. I can't imagine a human existing in that space, mm. you know? So strange. Ray Winston is like a secondary villain, and yes, yeah, um, that was horrific. Yeah, and he's taunting James Corden with a song, and he rhymes. For instance, he says like "Ames something something the river Thames." Yeah, and then there's a there's a comedic beat where James Corden interrupts him and goes, "You can't just decide that, that it's Thames because it rhymes with Ames. It's, yeah. it's Thames." Earlier in the film, in James Corden's musical number, he says something 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 mouses yeah. something 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 trounces. That doesn't even rhyme anyway. The mouse <laughs> is even the fucking word. So that's the hippo hippo hippocatical. Hippocatical. Oh yeah. <laughs> so bad. Um hypocriticat. Hypocriticat. Um Yeah, no, I want yeah, I wanted to ask again. If you're gonna make it look realistic, mm. which I guess is what they were going for with the fur. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if I, I would mean, say they were trying to make it look realistic. It was still like a there was a fantasy to it, yeah. obviously. The the sets I think are deliberately artificial, you know, like, yes. there's an artifice to them. Oh yeah, it's like, it's set in London but there's all, like, neon everywhere. It's kind of Paris via London via yeah. Tokyo, I, I don't know, it, yeah, it's, it's really strange. Like I said, it's trying to be its own oh, how inventive, this blend the of things. The only thing I can think of in terms of practical reasons why they did it mm. is, um, so the actors have, like, freedom of movement in their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, like, lather them in, like, heavy, like, prosthetics it'd probably be more difficult to do these, like, dance numbers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it seems like a pretty faithful adaptation of the musical because they like they have like dance interludes and yeah. things like that, which make yeah. which is even more bizarre because it's yeah. further like uncanniness. Because after the first song, they just start kind of interpretive dancing. Don't yeah, they? her and like the main jellical guy. Yeah, who I think is also a ballet dancer. Yeah, um, yeah, they start like dancing on a grave, and it's like no, this this isn't. This isn't a dance piece anymore. I know no. it's a musical, yeah. but if you're transferring it to film, like dance is sort of used to, you know, represent action, yes, and an emotion. Because when you're on a stage, yeah. you don't, you can't have like full scale environments. No, and you can't. So you kind of another thing I kind of note in in the opening number, well, and throughout the film as well, because these environments are sort of like hinted at when mm. you're on stage. Like in terms of like the backdrop, and maybe they'll have like a couple of pieces of like environmental that yeah. you can work with. So the the songs and like the dancing and like all that sort of stuff, that's sort of like filling in the gaps for the yeah. audience. It's like in a book, isn't it? Because you have no visuals to accompany the words. The words are painting the picture of the environment. Mm -hmm. So if you were to like do a faithful adaptation, like if you're just lifting the words from the page, and you have a character like describing a room that they're yeah. clearly just sitting in mm -hmm. like it's superfluous you don't need it yeah and it feels a bit like they put these cats they could finally put these cats in this environment but they didn't take out any of the stuff to like that was like painting the environment or yeah. like no it wasn't that it was that um like oh shit now the cats are in these environment what can we do with all these cats yeah so they were just kind of like doing stuff like yeah you know like one was like in an outhouse on a toilet and there was another one that was like on a car and there was another one that was like swinging on a chandelier and it's like yeah they've got to be doing something yeah yes that is a problem yeah 
it's too noisy visually. There's just too oh, much yeah, going so on much at going. any one time. The thing is, like in the beginning, when you're dropped into this world and you're like, right, okay, let me get used to this. Yeah. And by the end of the first song, like, right, okay, I'm in for this, I guess. Yeah. And then they start doing the dance, the interpretive dance sequence, and it just it's like double dosing on acid. It's yes. like Oh, I was already tripping. Like you didn't need to yeah, add this extra this is further, yeah. level. Um, at the end of the film, and then you have the Rebel Wilson uh, like sequence where they introduce mice and like cockroaches. Yeah, so that's like further shit you have to deal with. Yeah, thing, oh, to go back to the singing thing, mm-hmm. um, the singing thing. It is a musical. <laughs> um, in Les Mis, you know, you got Hugh Jackman and like giving these powerhouse vocal performances, and you know, like Russell Crowe can't sing. But it sort of helps in that film because you're not meant to like his characters. The fact he can't sing, yeah, he's irritating. Hmm. In this, I get I, we're meant to like most of the characters. Yeah, yeah. I guess well, Idris Elba so- and his posse are probably. I know what you're going to do. But I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose they're the ones that we're not supposed to like, right? Everyone yeah. else, you are supposed to. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the film, Dame Judi Dench addresses us. You know, that was strange yeah, for yeah. quite a long time. Yeah, and tells us how to talk to cats. Yeah, the etiquette. The et the, the etiquette. Yeah. And she sort of says something, which is like, "Yeah, why am I supposed to like cats in general?" She's like, "If a cat condescends to treat you as a trusted friend, why? Yeah, exactly. Cats are cunts. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, why am I supposed to like these things?" And then, what else? Well, she have the audacity to say as well something like. You should have no reason to... Oh, you should understand our character. Yeah. 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 You don't need, a t- you don't need an interpreter to understand Some our character. character. Speak for yourself. Yeah, man. no, we, yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Yeah, not really sure what happened. Um, no. There were some cats. Yes. And then it was over. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Such a crock of shit. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the worst film of the year. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and I haven't seen that. Me- I can tell you now, without yeah, having seen definitely. most films of like 2019, it is horrifically bad. The thing is, you you rope in, you know, because Idris Elba's not a singer. Eva no. Kellen is not a singer. Judy Dench is not a singer. Maybe no. she was. I don't know. You bring in those people for like the the pedigree, as much of a contradiction yes. as that is. They do the acty bit. Yeah, but there's not much of that to do. Like Idris Elba just kind of appears, mm. says something in with a certain scansion. Then fucks off something, blah blah, ancient, and then disappears. Yeah, like that is all he does. And this I, is, I, this I, is, I, I did freak out when he like turned Rebel Wilson into dust and like okay. disappeared. Yes. Oh no, I, <laughs> well, okay, because so I is, completely missed the setup that he was a magician. Mm. Yeah, he did say I'm a magic cat. Yeah, magic. magic so when he kind of like cat, grabbed her and she like disintegrated, I proper freaked. What the fuck I, is I, going on? I will say this very quickly. When you know, what is good about the film, other than the tiny things that we've pointed out. I'd say it's good in the way where you have a really terrible disease or illness mm. and then you don't have it anymore. And the only good thing about it is the relief that you don't have it anymore. <laughs> when Rebel Wilson came into it, yeah. I felt like I had cancer. Okay. And then and then she was taken away. I was like, oh, that's not that's a good feeling. <laughs> Thank you, McCarthy. I like you now. Yeah, because Rebel Wilson's mm. not a singer, right? Or no, she is a singer. Is she she? pitch perfect, isn't she? Oh yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't know it from cats. Would you? No. Where she's just the fucking mangy, obese pussy. She starts like chilling herself <laughs> off, doesn't she? She does start licking her fanny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how she's introduced. Yeah. She's like lounging on a chair, then she like flops onto the floor, and then yeah. she like spreads her legs and starts like rubbing herself. Well, no one else is going to do it, are they? No, I suppose. No. Eddie. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Just in, in my head, I legitimately just 
there's a you're supposed to go down on a person and then you yeah. see that and go yeah yeah I'm good <laughs> I'm good no yeah no my criticism and it is a criticism of Idris Elba yeah. this is a guy that was in Luther right okay that yeah. was good yeah he's yeah. done good you things know, right he's in the wire I mean there's there's a sir and a dame in this you know what I mean like there's a lot of shame yeah but Judy she's getting old and she doesn't do much anymore she finished James Bond right yeah she has yeah I, Mc- thinking- I, I object to McKellen as much as I don't like Lord of the Rings, this is the guy that was Gandalf. Yeah. Yes. And Magneto. And Magneto. And, yeah. and a man with some authority. Yeah. And unless they make him lick wood. <laughs> Just walk around with your bow and licking wood. Yes. Right. The rest of the cast, yeah. they're either, James speaking, newbies, yeah. hmm. or it's James Corden and Rebel Wilson. Yeah, like, I got, I got J- James really Corden... worried when they paired those two up. Yeah, they oh, don't yeah. really do anything. So but, yeah. it's, but James okay. Corden, much in like, what is it? Something in the woods. Into the woods. Into the woods. Right, he's shitting that too. Yeah. Okay, he's not too bad in it. Like, for a shit no, film, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's shitting that, and it's, that, it's a similar kind of film, I suppose. Yeah. But, no. I, 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 <laughs> yes, thing. I think what you take away from Cats is what level of contempt do you have for all the people involved in it? Mm. Now, I don't blame Tom Hooper, okay? Okay. Because he's done decent stuff before. He did it for the money. I'm sure he did it for the money. Yeah. I don't really blame the cast, to be honest with you. Okay. It's like, oh, fuck it, Tom Hooper. Yeah. yeah. All right. Idris Elba, all those. I don't blame those. I hate the lead actress. And I know she's a newcomer, so it feels like unfair to pick on her. But mm. I... No, no I, that's fair. I have contempt for her going forward. Okay. I have contempt for all the background cats that are being sincere dancers. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think this is Andrew Lloyd Webber. You know, this is his fault. May he rot in hell. <laughs> I mean, the fair. only... Yeah, I mean, look, oh, he looks like he's rotting, to be fair. Just go, <laughs> just go do it in hell instead. Um, I will say, like, the only musical... But it might just be because of my, ex- because of my exposure to... Are you just processing what you've just said? Okay. <laughs> That's fine, come on. Um, yeah, the only musical I can kind of tolerate is Jesus Christ Superstar, which is another okay. one of his. Um, but I don't know what the reputation of that is. I don't oh, know if I'm... I, I imagine there will be a film adaptation coming 2024 or something. Oh, there's been a load of I think you've got to like, be into your musical theatre to really know, but I think Lloyd Webber is considered like... Trashy? Um, trashy, like, oh, he's the musical guy that everyone knows. So, like, he's oh, the, okay. the cheap kind of, you know... Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean... You also, know. Also, yeah, two of your big ones are him and Sondheim. Yeah. Who wrote the screenplay for Cats? Can we look that up? Who wrote the screenplay for Cats? So yeah, John, as Jaddy's doing that, where do you put blame? Like, who do you have less of an opinion of going forward? Oh, um... Of whom do you have less of an opinion going forward? Oh, I, I've got an answer to that. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness to the film, I guess it didn't really change my opinion of anyone involved. Oh, Taylor still... Swift as well. I, I, my opinion's gone... I didn't like her, my, my opinion's gone down on her. Okay. Well, especially when I heard her salary. Yes. Or her, like, you know... Vague seven figures, seven figures, seven figure salary to appear in two films, one of which, yeah, two films, (laughs) two two scenes, one of which she used her stand in for, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee Hall. Oh, no, who's that? He wrote Billy Elliot. Oh, like he's a good writer. Oh, shit. Uh, again, yeah, okay, I don't blame him either. I, I just, it's, it's what it is, it's the the property. He he also wrote Rocket Man, he did, you know. Which is, it looks like a masterpiece in comparison. <laughs> but it, it was written by him and Tom Hooper. Cats. Yeah. I can't imagine there's anything to write. No, yeah, that is true. Yeah. All, all I will say, as I like summing up, actually, no, okay, first, the person who's gone down in my estimation is Jennifer Hudson. 
she can go walk off a plank and <laughs> yeah. stop trying Shame to be off. Shame she wasn't the one they put on the plank. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. She went to heaven. No one's going to see her again. She's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the heavy side layer. Yeah. But I, I feel like this is not what T.S. Eliot imagined his work would become. And I, I, and I think you putting the blame on Andrew Lloyd Webber, given that it is him that adapted yes. it into the stage play, yeah. I think it's a fair enough place yeah. to lie the blame. Yeah. I'll sign off just by saying, surely if it's the heavy side layer, then James Corden should have gone there. Or Rebel. <laughs> oh, remember when she like split open her fur and there was like a oh, coat yeah. underneath? That freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Yeah, she was like unzipped herself, like uh, fucking Slovene or something. Imagine seeing that on acid. It reminds yeah, me that, of that would be terrifying. Yeah. It reminds me of Donnie Darko. <laughs> yeah, why are you wearing yeah. that silly human yeah. suit? Yeah, especially since her—I mean, it's pink. Her waistcoat she's wearing underneath, but for a moment yeah. it looks red. So it genuinely looks like she's like, un- <laughs> like, oh, see that? I would have been in. What's this? What is this? Um, yeah. Imagine if there was like a horror version of this musical. We just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, bringing up Slovene as well. Um, the cat people in Doctor Who look way better than yeah. the cat people in this. Yeah, and yeah, you wouldn't have had the articulation. With like yeah. that kind of prosthetic, but again, like if Doctor Who is doing something better than you, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably be a bit worried, maybe. Yeah, you know, that's cat people done right. They genuinely look like yeah cats, and it's not, like, and you can tell the actress underneath, and it doesn't look distracting. and get Arlo O'Hanlon in your shit. Yeah, bring yeah, see Arlo O'Hanlon's a cat. I watched that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, how are we gonna? What you, how do you sum up cats? Well, do we recommend it? Is the thing. Um. No. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't recommend it as a hate watch. Like I recommend it on no level whatsoever. Okay. It's just. It is a waste of your oh. time. <clears throat> See, I didn't want to watch it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not oh, gonna yeah, lie. Were, I'm so, not gonna lie. I was on my phone for about half. We were it. talking about uh, opinion to the people involved. Has your opinion of Sam gone down for making you watch this film? No, because we. <laughs> I didn't, we, I didn't we, recommend it. Did <laughs> I? No, because we 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 had to discuss it. It was. It yeah. had to be done. It ha- yeah. had to be done. Yeah. Yeah, if you're like a, a film person, okay, th- this is the, the one condition under which I would recommend it. Okay. I pretty much exclusively watch quote-unquote high-quality films. Yeah. And so your palate can get a bit um, compromised. Yes. Sometimes you need to watch utter crap like this to remind you, oh, no, I am, I do watch it's this It's like stuff a perverse no. palate cleanser. Yeah, okay. so, so on that level, yeah. My, my recommendation mm-hmm. for any aspiring writer... Mm-hmm. Basically anything above this, yeah. or the emoji movie, yeah. watch them, see how bad they are, yeah. and then just write something a page better, yeah. and you're doing all right. <laughs> I will. T- okay, I, this will be my final statement on it. Then, okay. If you want to watch a cat-based musical, go kick a cat, and the sound it produces will be better than any of the songs in the film. <laughs> there you go. Happy days. Yeah. jump into that we're jumping to the golden globes um, much bigger topic to discuss yeah 
the Golden Globes. You guys haven't watched the full ceremony, have you? No. 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 I, I saw the I only bit worth watching, that. and then I stopped watching. Okay. What was worth watching? Ricky your face. Oh, yeah. 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 I put myself through it every year, just, just because it's kind of like a... The glo- the Golden Globes are like the, the trashier Oscars. Mm. Everyone drinks, you know. Yeah. Talk. You know, it's not, it's not really a formal it's event. It's party. Chocolate party. <laughs> where people drink and talk. <laughs> yeah, bare minimum. Oh, I prefer my kind of party is the Oscars, where everyone just sits in awed silence. Um, <laughs> I assume you, obviously, you all know this, but my, just a tangent to the Oscars quickly. Mm. My favourite thing about the Oscars is that if someone needs to, like, get up and pee, they yeah. have people who come and sit in their seats. Yeah, to make it look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to make yeah. it look like they're there. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. So the Globes. Um, obviously, yeah, the highlight is, was Ricky Gervais is speech. Yes. Um, his best one? Maybe. I yeah, think it's his yeah. best one. Maybe yeah. not on the gag front per se, but just when it all kind of breaks down into like him just saying oh, a yeah, very it, sincere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know. It's the boldest speech he's done. It I is think. the boldest speech with the the head of Apple TV and uh, it was the head of Apple even maybe. Yeah, was in it? the yeah the head of Apple in the room and saying, uh, "Your company runs sweatshops." Yeah. In China. <laughs> so nah. Jesus, okay. Uh, no, the the best bit for me is the Jeffrey Weinstein. Yeah, I know he's your friend. <laughs> yeah, it's, a great line. it's a great line. You know, but he didn't kill himself. Yeah, he's like, you, come in, you came on in your own planes, didn't you? Or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was very. It was the most um, Tom Hanks reaction. Tom Hanks reaction. It, it was the most topical one he's done. Mm-hmm. Usually, the jokes are kind of everyone could kind of get it. Yeah, I feel like you had to really be in on these ones. There were a couple I just didn't get. Yeah, the license plate. Felicity one, I still Huffman, don't quite get. Uh, Ronan Farrow. There yeah. were a few jokes that. Yeah, I mean, I did like that he openly just said most films are shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking film award ceremony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, he's like, "It's fine. It's the last one I'm doing." Yeah, I think it might actually be this time. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are doing it again next year. Yeah. Oh, really? They always cut to her when he's doing his thing, and she always looks kind of disapproving what? every time. Which one? Amy Poehler. Oh. She's a comedian, yeah. allegedly. She's a woman. The I'm not going to say anything. That's all right. Uh, well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> to, no. To, to, to be fair, as a double act, I would argue Tina Fey is the better of that partnership. I think opinion. Tina Fey is the better, just in general. Yes, yes. Uh, Amy Poehler is. I don't know who's the better actor. But no, Amy Poehler I, I, is good at Parks and Recreation. I was going to say she has yeah. Parks and Rec going for yeah. her. Tina Fey. I, I'm not saying Thirty Rock was great. Is it Thirty Rock? Uh, yeah, it, I, it is kind of great, you know. Like oh. I, I'm, I don't genuinely uh, mean I've there seen... are no funny comedians. I'll say that. Mm, so, the, my issue. <laughs> oh, but you no. can't think of any, can you? <laughs> no. This is your <laughs> chance to like defend. <laughs> no, but this is be the Brad Pitt of the podcast. <laughs> nah, that man went with Weinstein. <laughs> Fuck off. He did. Um, Hip a pit. But this is the thing. I there are some people where I could I'd be like, oh, okay, nah. I've watched this. This was funny, yeah. but the problem is, is female comedy at the moment, and I, I am being slightly putting everything generalized. generalized yeah. But I have watched like female stand-up shows on Netflix and Prime, and and my my main issue is that a lot of female comedy that I've seen is still attacking things like feminism, the Me Too. Well, it's not attacking yeah. feminism. Yeah. Is it? No, no, but like it's attacking like men and like yeah, empowering feminism and attacking like yeah. yeah. I mean that's. Which, Sorry, finish. Your point. Like, just to me, when like it's like okay, I get what you're saying, mm. and I like I have no, you know, I have no issue, right? You want to talk about all that shit? That's fine. Yeah. Do do that. But if you're supposed to be making this funny, I'm not fundamentally laughing at that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's not funny. You know no. what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff... Comedy is a great um, courier for yeah. a point. Yeah. Mm. And But it, it has to be more than the point. Yeah. It, a joke would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was I was recently given a work... A uh, lift home to, from work yeah. by a cosmic, and he put Tim Vine on while we were right. on the way home. Right. I'm not, by no means the best comedian. Mm. But I was laughing the entire time because it's set up punchline, set up punchline, and that's all it is. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Like I'm not. He's got the. Is, is he the one with the Guinness World Records? For, yeah. Like most jokes. Most jokes. Are, yeah. Yeah. I'm not big on that kind of one-liner sort of funny, but when you watch him, I find it funny because like it's sort of like he knows how gimmicky it is. Yeah. yeah. You can see he's kind oh, of yeah. going, "Oh, I'm doing that," you know. So yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, like, it, but no, Gervais, I think is legitimately funny. I, I, I'm see. I'm not a big fan of his stander. I'm not really a big fan of it. I think he's great in the office. I think that is the greatest comic performance ever. I, I like his podcast, but he's my least favorite of the three. Yeah, and I kind of like him, even though he he can be a dick. Mm. But I just think he's the perfect person to host the Golden Globes. Yeah, because he is so. Um, I think he, you know because he became a celebrity when he's like thirty nine or something. Yeah. He just doesn't care. He no. really genuinely doesn't care. And for the Globes, that works. We were talking about like what fits each yeah. ceremony. He is to the Globes what Stephen Fry is to the BAFTA. Yes, and the BAFTA, obviously, it's British, and it's very it's pomp and circumstance. Yeah. And he is, he is so effusive in his praise for everyone in the room. It becomes a piss take if you're really paying attention. Yes. But the actors lap it up, obviously, because they're actors. Yeah. Yeah, so he's perfect for the BAFTAs. And I think as far as the Oscars go, ideally, I think you want someone who can sing and dance and tell jokes. Yes. I think that the the Oscars is that. It's a big show. Yes. You know? Yeah, you need a performer. You do. Hugh yeah. Jackman was great. I really think he was a great host at the mm-hmm. Oscars. Billy Crystal obviously always did that as well. Yes. He was great. Someone like that, you know. Not Seth MacFarlane, who's trying, who's Ricky Gervais liked. Yeah, I didn't like Seth MacFarlane. No, I didn't like him. I, I mean, James Franco are... and Anne Hathaway were a fucking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't a fan of Chris Rock recent, but of the their response to Oscar So White was to put a black host in. Yeah, Kimmel's did he do it last year? He did it no, twice. Oh, he, it twice? He, yeah. he did it twice, but then last year it was going to be Kevin Hart. Yeah, there was no host, and last then there's year. no host, and there's no host this year. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I would say after the, the SAG Awards? Let Eugene Levy have a go. Because did he host the SAG Awards? Well, they, they, yeah, they, didn't, have, they didn't have a host. Okay. They did the opening monologue. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let him do that. Because that was funny as fuck. Yeah, you just got to find someone on the right level, I think. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so circling back to the Globes. So yeah, there are two things to talk about, really. Yeah. There was Gervais. Yes. Which, yeah. which is the funny thing. It's on YouTube. Just, you know, look it up. Yeah. Um, he basically ends by saying, you are in, do not come up and grandstand. You're in no position, position to lecture anyone about anything. You're in your bubbles. No one cares. Thank your agent. Thank you, Golden. Fuck off. Right, yeah. yeah, and they all tokenly cheer at that. Yes. Like, yeah, tell tell us how it is, and then we're gonna play Michelle Williams' <laughs> acceptance speech now. Okay. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Um, first of all, to my Fosse Verdon family and to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. When you put this in someone's hands, you're acknowledging the choices that they make as an actor, moment by moment, scene by scene, day by day. But you're also acknowledging the choices they make as a person the education they pursued, the training they sought, the hours they put in. I'm grateful for the acknowledgement of the choices I've made, and I'm also grateful to have lived at a moment in our society where choice 
exists because as women and as girls, things can happen to our bodies that are not our choice. I've tried my very best to live a life of my own making, and not just a series of events that happened to me, but one that I could stand back and look at and recognize my handwriting all over, sometimes messy and scrawling, sometimes careful and precise, but one that I had carved with my own hand, and I wouldn't have been able to do this without employing a woman's right to choose. To choose when to have my children and with whom, when I felt supported and able to balance our lives, knowing as all mothers know that the scales must and will tip towards our children. Now, I know my choices might look different than yours, but thank God or whomever you pray to that we live in a country founded on the principle that I am free to live by my faith and you are free to live by yours. So women, 18 to 118, when it is time to vote, please do so in your own self-interest. It's what men have been doing for years. It's what men have been doing for years, which is why the world looks so much like them. But don't forget, we are the largest voting body in this country. Let's make it look more like us. Tommy and Matilda, I can't wait to come home to you. She just heard uh, oh, Michelle <laughs> Williams is acceptance speech for Fosse Verdon. Break it, break it down for us, Sam. Break it down. Do you see what she did there? Do you see what a little bit of sophistry she did? Go on. So, okay, she starts off by saying, when you give an actor an, an award, you are celebrating their choices as an actor. Mm. Okay, we are in agreement with that. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You're also accepting, va- validating their choices as a human being. Okay, you sort of, you're taking a bit, you're going off the path a little bit here. Mm-hmm. It's good that we have choices. I suppose this this, this is the the you know the yeah, linearity yeah, of this, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good we have choices it's good that we live in a country where women have the right to choose okay mm. I chose brackets had an abortion yeah I don't know she doesn't say that this no. is speculative but it seemed like that was what she was saying or well, no, least... doesn't, doesn't she later say in the speech that um... she later alludes to the fact I can that... have I I I know the time. I know what time to have my children, right? Yeah. Something yes, like I don't know. I don't know if that's her like explicitly saying she had an abortion rather than she just used birth control. I like. I don't know. Okay. But yes, I got from that. But at some point, that was a confession of abortion, and like, it's good that we have that. So she just went from saying, and no, and then she brings God into it. She says, "Well, you just listen to it." But yeah. I'm not religious, right? At all. I am an atheist, but I just feel like it's kind of. I, I'm not saying it was intended as a as a as a dig. It was just like, an inc- it was trying to be inclusive is what it was doing. But it's like, don't rope God into your abortion speech. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not sure God would be on board with this whole supporting, any God. Ab- yeah, supporting abortion idea. I just, I just think it's so kind of, I don't know. It, I'm not like personally offended. It just feels like such a kind of disgusting thing. To do. I don't know. It's like, you have your beliefs. Yeah. Religious people have their beliefs. I'm, you know, not many fervent religious people agree with abortion. Nope. Christians, especially America, you know, 
by a Christian country. Mm. And I just feel like that was kind of a, oh, you know, your God, you should still be happy that I have this. Yes. And so leave them, leave others out of it. You know, leave God out of it. It just, I don't know what, it has, what that has to do with anything. Yeah. Um, and then just basically like when you unpack what she was saying that this golden globe was recognition of the virtue of her abortion. What is going on, guys? Yeah. What, tell explain to me what's happening. I I <laughs> I yeah, don't. No, I, that's I, my reaction as well. Eddie, listen, yeah. I, I don't think I can. Just no. I've I've come under a bit of flack in the past for like kind of people have said to me, well, aren't like uh, what entitles someone to have an opinion then if you don't think they should be talking about this? What entitles? You right? Yeah, yeah. I just stuck okay. on the wire. Okay. Like if you're talking about this, what entitles? someone to speak genuinely yeah and my response is yeah everyone's entitled to an opinion mm. it's about the not etiquette the the kind of um the propriety it's about the propriety of when you express those opinions and i just think it's really mercenary and kind of cynical to use you've been given an award by your peers mm. uh, it's a recognition of your career you know yeah and yeah like they just this utter lack of self-awareness that it, it is the bubble right but a that yes, most of them are in no posi- position to lecture people about anything substantial. Mm. And B, most people don't care what they have to say about anything. Mm, mm. Most people, you know, ordinary, yeah. hardworking, blue collar, don't care what no. Michelle Williams has to say about no, abortion. Like, let, let's be honest, most people that watch the news highlights of like award speeches, like the Oscar speeches or whatever, mm. They are watching to see what controversial thing they said this time. Yeah, and it's 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 total ego. It's total, yeah. I, you know. I definitely have no small ego. If I was ever in the position where I won an award, I think the the, the most you can do, as far as leaning into the kind of social political stuff, is uh, like when there's you know wildfire in Australia. A few people said, "Oh, let's support. Let's mm. give money to." Yeah, that's fine. Do do that. Yeah. Other than that, fuck off. Like, yeah, I, just no, I would like, never imagine the goal of thinking I'm I, good I'm now going to use my three minutes yes. or but this to is, speak about you know civil rights I think it's the the one thing from this year around though where I've liked the SAG Awards yeah because Joaquin Phoenix yeah that's a classy acceptance speech Joaquin Phoenix was a very classy acceptance and I don't even like I don't want him to win be no, winning the Oscar no. but it was a classy acceptance speech it was him commending his um, he was comp- serenading them wasn't he yeah, yeah he was serenading yeah. the competition and he singled out Adam Driver for Marriage Story, which, based on the films I've seen so far, it would probably be my personal preference, best actor. Yeah, and yeah he, said, he said you should be up on the stage. Yeah, yeah completely. you know. And then you heard Brad Pitt's speech, which was semi-funny, yeah. didn't get to anything. And, you know, he joked about how it wasn't a big stretch to play someone who argued with his wife or whatever it was. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it was fairly funny. Yeah. But then you come to, like, the Globes, there was politics. Mm-hmm. There will be politics at the BAFTAs, there will be politics at the Oscars. Oh, because these are the big now. Big yeah, yeah. But like, it was nice that the SAGs were quite fun. As a, I, I, you know, I talked about like Eugene Levy. That it was nice, like that it was they, it was good fun. Yeah, you know, because of what I have seen of the Globes, mm. particularly Michelle Williams. Because yeah. as after that, um, you know, this is the sort of starting to break down the sort of second half. Of it, mm. But she goes on to talk about how the choice of having the right to vote. You know, but then it's looked like it's, you know, been a men's... Yes, she says, um, women vote for your own self-interest. It's what men have always done. It's why the world looks like them. And then proceeds to say, we constitute the largest voting bloc in the United States. 
Explain that one, Michelle. <laughs> no, it's the implication. <laughs> no, I mean, it's honestly, the implication. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm that a bit, women I'm don't vote for their own self-interests. I'm, no, I'm being a bit. What she's <laughs> saying, I would say, if we're going to steal man her, or I don't want to. Oh, the world is is dominated by you know it's male presidents, prime ministers. Yeah, it's yeah. all a core business. It's all men, men, men. That's what she means by the world looks like um, men. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I just I I kind of I don't get this implication that women haven't voted in in their self interest ever. Everyone to some degree votes out in their own self interest. That's what voting is. Yeah. I just I like her as an actress as well. I'm a fan of her acting. I just act. Mm. Just act. <laughs> but again, like when we talk about the, when I talk about like you've won an award for a performance yeah. and accepted an award for a performance and go, do you know what would be right for me to talk about right now? Yeah. Abortion. Abortion and voting. I'm not that like, yeah. Take... Do, do either things play a big part in the What's performance the... that she won for? Is no, it at least... no, 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 not in dancer. Yeah, dancer. Okay. right. Because I'm not. I I understand that later in the year, yes, the Americans are going to have their election and, yeah. and whatnot. Hmm. But see the women come out in force for that. If if Trump ends up back in the office, he's going to. He's going to. Yeah. Yeah. He's, go- he's going to. Yeah. He's going to. He's not going to get impeached. End of story. Yeah, he's going to get. Yeah, he's going to get. Really but it's yeah, it's yeah. going. Her words are going to take on a different. It's going to feel different watching back her saying like, "Oh, women take up the biggest block mm. of voting," and then Trump ends but ends up back in the White House. You know. Yeah, but like that's the thing. It's this arrogance of thinking that all women think along the same. It, it is. It's the bigotry. It's a different kind of bigotry. It's mm. well, women are voting in their self interest. It's just not your self interest mm. by definition. Yes, there are Repub- Republican women. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> thousands, millions. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's, it's astounding. Yeah. Just the utter kind of blinders yeah. of it, blindness of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like getting in on, on politics. I don't, you know, I'm kind of yeah, dumb. But it, it's the thing that still baffles me, is that that's what people, you know, I'm sorry, but it, it like if, if I'm ever lucky enough to win an award yeah. for something, yeah. I'm going to be thanking the fuckers that got me there. This is the thing. This uh, ignoring, you know, how stupid her and pig-headed her speech was. Let's just say you're an actor and you're you're like asked to do this mini series and it's got these great scripts and like oh yeah I want to I want to do this yeah all these directors mm. just didn't thank any of those this is the place this would be yeah. the time and the place now yeah. to do that yeah. like, I just you know you know the, yeah. the Sam Mendes from 1917 yeah I mean he didn't really thank his cast he kind of insulted well, he, he them he kind of slagged off his actors yeah, yeah. he kind of slagged off his difficult act- for people to get people to go see a film that doesn't have famous people in it while his two lead actors are standing I, I, right next to him. Yeah, nah, to be fair, no, I think. But the fact of the matter is, he went up there, yeah. he thanked them, he didn't let anyone else say anything, and then they fucked off. Yeah. Brilliant. He just said, oh, it's good because we haven't come out properly in America yet. So this is like a nice propulsion for us. Yeah. Uh, so I hope this makes people go watch it on the big screen where it was intended. And then it won the producer's guild. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a decent speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair enough. The, the best speech acceptance speech of all time is Joe Pesci winning for Goodfellas, which you're going to hear now. Well, it's my privilege. Thank you. See? Simple. Yeah. To the point. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So we're all in agreement that she was talking about abortion, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And obviously it has, the whole speech has a very feminist angle. It's like, oh, I'm speaking... I'm I am the voice of a woman speaking up for women. Yes. Now this is not something I don't think she like this is an implication in what she says. I think this is just some a question I have about the topic in general okay. that I want to put to you both. Mhm. 
can you like explain to me how abortion is like this feminist like empowering thing? What do you mean? Am I right in saying that's before we dive into this? Yes. <laughs> um, I want like yeah. I I try. Not oh yeah, it's changing to... the topic slightly. Yeah, no, no, that's we fine. We might have that's to fine. come back to the. That's globes. completely fine. Yeah. Um, no, I think we, that was all I really want to say about the globes. Okay. Yeah. Before we dive into this topic. Yeah. Um, I was I I refrain from actually expressing my sincere political or social opinions on this podcast. Mm. I give my opinions very vigorously about film and about other things. Yes. Yeah. And occasionally other stuff slips through. Yeah. But I try... Because, yeah, I don't want it to become that kind of podcast. No, no. My criticism of her speech was the the, the audacity of, of doing something like that. Yes. Rather than objections to anything she necessarily said. Yeah. My, my criticism so, yeah. is that she used that platform... I, I, but I, she misused I, her platform. Yeah, she misused yeah. her platform, but I criticise a lot of people. It's not just her I, I would criticise for that. Yeah. I criticise a lot of people because... I don't feel that's the right space to, you, no, to make those speeches. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, but then again... So, yeah. So, whatever, however I'm going to answer your question, yeah. I'm going to try not to put my own personal okay. opinions in. Um, the only other thing I'll say about the Globes is yeah. more fool her because everyone was talking about Ricky Gervais who was <laughs> yeah, telling exactly. them to not grandstand yes. and not the people who were grandstanding. Yeah. You know? so, there was more people talking about Tom Hanks' face than her speech. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even... Is this even something that's being talked about? Because you brought this to us. I don't. I hadn't what heard now? her speech. I hadn't heard. No, I have. To be fair, I haven't heard much about it in the press. It, it has mainly been Gervais. Yeah. It just it stuck out to me, obviously, because of everything we yeah. talked about. Yeah. As well as the fact that I think she was the only one that did that level of grandstanding. Okay. A few people did a little bit. Here yeah, yeah. But like she was the main offender. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, your question. About okay. Abortion. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, because I feel like that is something that's happened, right? It's sort of been... It's become an empowerment thing. Yeah, like, you know, oh, okay. it's my body and I have the right to choose and, you know... Yeah. Um, it's being adopted into that, like, oh, it's another thing that men are trying to take away from us and we want yeah. to get it back. This is, generally speaking, a, a filthy concept. But let's actually check our privilege here in okay. the sense of we are three men talking about this. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that means our opinions aren't valid and we don't deserve an opinion. It ties into what I'm yeah, kind okay. of asking, but yes. We have I a agree. right to have an opinion about this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. But we are men. Yeah. If, if that wasn't clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah, I feel like when abortion is kind of brought up, the kind of, well, I mean, like the go-to counter-argument is, oh, like, what if the woman was raped? Right. Some, you know, it's yeah. always like worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, oh, what if she was raped or like the father is abusive or whatever that kind of stuff yeah. is. And that's sort of why it's, I think, I think that's why it's sort of being brought into like, you know, because, oh, I shouldn't, if I'm raped and I'm sort of impregnated by that, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have to claim responsibility for that child that I didn't okay. want and things like that. Okay. You know? So what are you asking exactly? The, the thing I was leading on to was, um, it isn't wrong, right, to say that men should, like, men do have a say uh, in no. an abortion, right? I don't really know how to answer this. Okay, in terms of becoming an, empower an empowerment thing, I think that's a case of uh, most women, I, I get, this is a complete guess, are sort of of the mind that it's a bundle of cells. It's not like a life, you know. And so an abortion is just a, even though a taxing and you know, potentially traumatic experience. Yeah. It's not an evil thing to do because it's just a, you know, okay. it's just a cluster of cells. Okay. 
that's why it, and it's become an empowerment thing because yes it's about a woman's bodily autonomy yes and their control over their own destiny yeah like I, it's it's my body therefore I have it's my body it's my choice control yeah I have say over yeah. the baby but yeah when, so that's why like yeah that's why it's an empowerment thing okay as, as far as you, you brought up like uh, rape and that sort of stuff yeah as far as that goes I think you tend that tends to be discussed when talking about the legality of it not the, the morality, but the, the legality. I of feel it. like because it's it's illegal in most places. I think right there illegal. Are, yeah, there are places where it is legal in the world. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I generally um, don't know about that. But I feel yeah. like what are we talking about where abortion is legal and illegal? Yeah. Okay, well, it's legal in the UK. It is oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is legal. Yeah, yeah okay. it's legal We're in the UK. About, uh, in the world, I, I think legal or illegal. at present it's yeah. illegal in America. Right. Abortion. Yeah. No, it's legal. It's, it's legal. Yeah. It's, it, the, the conversation is about, is about at which point do you stop? Because yeah, well, because it's it has been in the past. It's been illegal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's legal usually, usually, usually it flits back and forth. Safe, legal, party. and rare is like the, the buzz phrase of abortion. Yeah. Safe, legal, and rare. Yeah. Mm. No, my only point was going to be that I feel like the conversations are often intertwined: the legality and the morality of very true yes. abortion. Yeah, okay. Uh, as far as rape goes, that tends to be discussed when it's a, oh, but what if? What if this? Yeah. But that, I, w- I will say that tends to come from an individual who believes in it, it being legal and moral, generally speaking. Yes. But is using an outlier kind of, um, not justified, but you know what I mean? If, if we can get, if we can agree on this being yeah. okay, then maybe I can bring you to it's sort of all being okay. Yeah. As far as um, should a man be involved in that decision, mm. I think that is entirely dependent on how you uh, consider what it is. Okay. If it's a cluster of cells, why yeah. does it matter? Yeah. If it's not, we have a different conversation. Yes, because that's another but, conversation surrounding abortion is at what point is it a life, yeah. you know? yeah. Because um, there are I, there are people who believe that it isn't a life until it's born. There are people who believe that it's always a life. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, it covers the spectrum. It does. Seems- everyone I know, everyone seems to have a different kind of opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, I am. I'm. That is something I don't like. Kind of the idea that um, if it is indeed a thing, the idea that um, the the men you, should never be a part yeah. of the conversation when it comes to abortion. I yeah. feel like that's uh, a slippery slope. That's a dangerous yeah. path to go down. Mm-hmm. And I do... When I don't know what it was. There was like a lot of talk about it a, like a little while ago. I don't know whether it was being like... The legality of it was being discussed somewhere. Like whether it was in the UK or the US or something. Right. For some reason I'm seeing... like There are a lot of people, a lot of women as well, like posting about, you know, like... Oh, it's my body. It's my right to choose. It's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, uh, Georgia. The state of Georgia. The state of Georgia. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um... And I don't know, that's kind of like the implication I got from what they were saying is that like, oh, it should be our decision. In all instances, it should kind of be our decision. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And it is difficult because that baby is literally half and half, isn't it? If you go look at it on a on the DNA level, I think in most cases it is literally like an even division of like yeah. the father and the mother. So that bit, that, I, you know, you are, there are two people and no one has more claim than the other. This is it's tricky because it's hard to discuss I feel it's all rooted in what what you think of the whole thing because yeah. okay you could say that yeah it, it's half and half biologically yeah but the, like the the female does yeah uh, like there's more percent of the yeah, of literally mo- of the labor yeah, exactly yeah so it's like it's yeah, it's a nuanced conversation but it all sort of comes from well what is it what do you th- consider that 
yes. you know, existence to be. Yeah. And I don't want to go into that. No. Personally. Uh, yeah. But if yeah. that is... this, And again, this is all stemming from... I don't think there's any point in her speech where she sort of implies that, oh, it's a women-only thing, you know. The, the no, well, she does say devote our self-interest, to be fair. Yes. But um, that felt like a separate point. But uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That, yeah. It was just a question I had. Yes. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so this... Um, for anyone who uh, hasn't hadn't seen, Barbara Broccoli basically came out and said that James Bond would never be female. Yeah. But colour didn't necessarily come into it. No. Yeah. Could yeah. be any colour, but will never be a woman. Yeah. Um, what do we think about that? It's kind of refreshing to yeah. have some it certainty. You know? It's, it's such a weird sentence, though, isn't it? Like, James Bond is now going to be a woman. Yes. <laughs> James Bond is just like, I think is a male character. It's not, you, you know, you we talked about Doctor Who and what yeah. you guys thought about Jodie Whittaker. But at the end of the day, that character exists in a universe where it could be a woman. Yeah, but that, that, that's the thing. James With Doctor Bond Who, he's a bloke. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, but he's, he like, he's, quintess- he's the quintessential male fantasy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's what he was meant to be. Yeah. You, you know, got, you got you to gotta think, though, like, the, the, you know, the counter-arguees here think that all, all things, all those sorts of things don't exist. Okay. You saying quintessential male to a certain portion of the demographic literally is meaningless because they don't believe in male. Oh, I see the angle you're coming from. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So you got like, they would um, just go, well, well, that's just outdated patriarchal. No, well, that's the thing. Yes. Yeah. It's over time, isn't it? Like you yeah. wouldn't, a character like James Bond wouldn't exist now. It just wouldn't happen. You, what, you, what do you mean? Wouldn't be created now. No, I don't think so. Would only be created to um It would either be to cr- highlight critique the, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. either be done as yeah. a critique or it would be a send up. It would be a parody yeah, of yeah, that yeah. idea. I mean yeah. I, I you know, I don't want to go until the film's out and we know more about it. Yeah, yeah. I obviously don't want to go into no, t- no time to die in any you know. No, it would all be thing. speculation on our part. Yeah. But there is a part of me that wonders how they're gonna bring him in to, to this sort of modern era now. Because mm. it's you can see that they're going to try and do it in a sense, you know, Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge being involved, you know, th- there's an angle with that. And the thing is, what angle would you say? Is uh, in I think James Bond has always been, you know, as it is the male fans, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you say, but I, I, put my personal opinion when it comes to bringing in Phoebe Waller Bridge is this is bringing in someone who is going to. And I do think she's potentially the right person to bring mm-hmm. that little bit of balance but you know i don't i feel like there's an angle there is you know okay is that just because um my guess is you've she's... got like a you've got a, a female double o now so yeah it's like, my oh, guess let's is she's bring... responsible for that yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. we let's let's bring in a female voice to make sure that like the female voices in the film are being which is yeah. fine and yeah. she will be a female voice that james bond does not sleep with yeah yes that as well again yeah. that you know it's let's just be straight here guys all right <laughs> Yes, James Bond is is supposed to be the male fantasy. He, you know, all women want to sleep with him and all yeah. guys want to be him. That thing. Yeah. I grew up watching James Bond. Same. It hasn't inculcated me with all with a plethora of sexist views about women. <laughs> I recognise the character for what he is, and I'm. This is not a function of like, oh, I'm I'm just intelligent enough to. No, any idiot knows it's a fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Of course it's a fucking fantasy. That's the point. A speedboat jumps over a fucking road. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's obviously it, a fantasy. Know, in Diamonds Are Forever, he legitimately drives down an alleyway on two wheels on yeah. the side of a car. Yeah. In order, to, you know. 
Yeah. And he literally just like flips it. That doesn't happen. No. And I'm not being funny, right? Visible cars, all that shit. You know? yeah. yeah, but we don't talk about that another day. Okay, sorry. Since like the 80s, James Bond, it's been like acknowledged within the franchise that he's outdated. We talked about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a misogynist dinosaur. Yeah. It's been said. Right? Yeah. You don't have to keep doing... That's who that character is. He's old-fashioned. He's a bit out of time. He's kind of... He's not down with the new tech. That's who that... He's old-fashioned. That is that character. Yeah. He should stay that way because that is the character. And I'm not being funny. Harvey Weinstein managed to do what he did mm-hmm. because of the promise. I know he, he, he was kind of, you know, he had them under his thumb. Are we really saying that women will not sleep with a charismatic, mysterious, handsome guy? That, 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 how, that finding women to sleep with him would not be easy. I'm sorry, that's just the way the world James is. James Bond, though. Yeah. yeah. That is the way the world is. Yeah. He would find it easy to get laid. He just would. Yeah. Women would be throwing themselves at him. I'm sorry, that's the way it is. In the same way that if a supermodel was throwing herself, you know, was in our company, I was like, oh, sleep with me. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I ain't turning that down. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I'm fed up with this bullshit. That, like, <laughs> yes, he's unrealistic. Yes. But that, that particular angle... I'm sorry, but yeah, women would shag him. They just would. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> get, get out of my franchise, feminists. <laughs> no, but you've got you you've know. had Star Wars, you've had yeah. Star Trek, you've had Doctor Who. Yeah. Leave James Bond yeah. alone. Leave but alone. like yeah. you know, it is part part of like the whole fantasy is like the levels of charisma he comes with. Like it yeah, is, I mean he's a psychopath. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. 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 he is. But it, like when it comes to like. The, the ladies and stuff he's yeah. ridiculously smooth Suave, yeah. you know yeah. he shows up he's got the fucking martini in his hand mm. you know yeah and it's like and he's well, all like oh I'm Mickey Mouse like I'd sleep you know, with him after saying no, that, I must say no, but I, he, like he shows he's in a fucking full suit like most of the fucking time yeah just saying, I'm, like, an, I'm an adult male right I don't want to be James Bond anymore <laughs> like as a kid maybe I did well do you know what I mean <laughs> but it's just like are we really meant to be these incredibly glamorous women they're obviously going to get shagged. Who, who are they going to shag then? The balding likes of me. No, they're going to shag James Bond. <laughs> that's fine. That's the way it is. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Mm. That whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it will never be a woman. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Introduce other. You know. Uh, and nice. I wonder if it was, um, if it was decided that Barbara Broccoli would be the person to say that. Uh, probably. Yeah. Well, which is a shame. Well, no, it has to I, be that way. Well, no, because yes, just, but it's it's, yeah. it's nice that it's sort of it does send a message. Yes, it does. It? Yeah, it does. I was gonna say uh, to slightly counter argue that it had to be her that said it. Michael G. Wilson came out and said that they were having the conversation, mm. and she went, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, mm. this is, Bond. Bond's not a woman. Yeah, she she is In the, the so, um. Yeah. she's the like kind of the the. Not great. caretaker of that um, yeah. franchise, you know. Yeah, shit. Her was it her father, I think, or husband? I can't remember which. Her father. Her father. Yeah, he was the producer of of all the Bond films. Yeah, and now she, yeah, she's inherited that, and she gets it. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, I just hope that after she's gone, you know, someone sensible takes the reins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm, you know, fair play to Phoebe Waller Bridge who can err on the side of all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I said. She That's, said the f- I think she's the right choice as well. Yeah, I she said James Bond, we have to stay true to his character, but the film has to treat the women properly. Yes. Yes. The film does, he doesn't. No. Mm. Simple as. Cre- and by all means, create other. Create Mary series. I don't give a shit. 
but James Bond must remain a constant. Mm. Yes, and that is that is the um the the solution, I suppose. Like you mm. don't have to like make the Doctor a woman and do a Star Trek show where it's got a female lead and put this like the most powerful Jedi in existence and make her a woman. Just, like create new female yeah character. You don't have to like mm. overwrite the legacy of existing characters. Mm. You know, I will or say use like examples. existing characters as like springboards. Okay, to... okay. I was just saying, the examples you used, like, they are new characters. The Doctor Who is the only one yeah, where yeah. they've literally just taken a male character and turned him into a woman. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, like Star Wars, like, Ray, everything Ray achieves is off the back of, like, Luke yeah, and that, yeah. Yeah. you know. Treading in the, the footsteps. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Create someone from scratch who's worthy of that, you yeah. know. I don't know about, I don't know anything about Star Trek. I don't know if it's a bad example well, look, outright or not. Fury Road, Killing Eve, did it perfectly well. Yeah. yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. You know? And that's why, yeah, I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge was the right choice. So that's the Bond will never be female stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Do you want to talk about sort of, sort of in the same ballpark? The, uh, yeah. the, um, the musicians. Okay. <laughs> so, f- funnily enough, the announcement the announcement for who was um, going to be singing the upcoming bo- uh, the upcoming song mm-hmm. for the Bond film came as we were recording part two of this podcast. Yeah, uh, of, the the, of the top ten. Of the top ten. Oh god, is still the same podcast? <laughs> oh no! Uh, just everything that's blurred into one in the <laughs> last Eddie, your month. honourable mentions. <laughs> if it just became that podcast. Uh, my honourable mentions would be Ed Sheeran. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I meant so, film, but okay. <laughs> uh, for anyone who hasn't heard at this point, it's being sung by Billie Eilish. Yeah. Now, okay, she's possibly, arguably, one of the biggest pop stars of the time. Yep. Yeah. I don't know that she's. The right choice? Well, she's not. <laughs> well, she's no, not. I, no, well, yeah, fine, no, I, I like my sister's really into Billie Eilish, so I've heard like I've heard it through like proxy yeah. by yeah. proxy, yeah. I should say. I don't see ha- any crossover. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the the official word is that I'm open minded, but I really don't think it's gonna be good. <laughs> like, either my, my opinion, and I, my opinion is the same about the film, mm-hmm. which is I think either it's gonna be you know like smash out the park. You know, brilliant way to end the like the the Craig era, yeah. And we're gonna make oh shit, or it's gonna be a bigger pile of shit than Sam Smith's writing on the wall. Yeah, it's either gonna be bullet a bullet train or a train wreck, isn't it? Yes, that film. Just seen here an article came out two days ago. It's rumored to be three hours long. Right. Okay. (laughs) Why is everyone making three hours? Fucking yeah. Three hours is the the new two hours, isn't it? Yeah. Mate, we're doing all right with the last few podcasts. Yeah, we were worried about length. Apparently, (laughs) it's not a problem. That isn't important. Um, Yeah. Um, Are we being slightly hypocritical when it comes to Billie Eilish? We are all fans of "You Know My Name," aren't we? Yeah. Which is not a Bond song. No, no, it's not a Bond. So are we being slightly like because it's not an artist we like? It's like oh, it's obviously not a Bond song. But this is the thing. I'm not, no, 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 I'm not, go on. No, my thing was going to be, to, to use Ed Sheeran as an example, and it, it might well be a pile of shit, but Ed Sheeran himself said he has a Bond song he has written, mm. and I imagine that is nothing like his usual stuff. I would argue that although she's fit the kind of style of James Bond, I don't think Sky, Skyfall is particularly the same thing that Adele put out. Well, okay, so with a Bond song, there are two questions on there. there are, is it a good song? Does it fit the film it's in? Chris Cornell, You Know My Name, yeah. is a good song. Yes. Yeah. We would all agree with that. Yeah. And for the film it's in, it is suitable. Okay. Yeah. I would say, because like we said, that was more born inflected. It, it wasn't quite traditional Bond. No, no. Skyfall, 
it's a decent song and it's you know it's a memorable song yeah and it really fits that film yes yes i agree i don't it depends what they do with with no time to die but billy eilish i really don't like her music so i can't see me liking the song mm. so will it be applied you know accurately does she write I her don't. own music her so, and her brother. Yeah, okay, it's her yeah. and her brother. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, okay. So and he's obviously helping to write the song. Yeah, but I was yeah. going to say, it's not like she has like a team of people doing her music. So like they would... The question is whether they would take on the book. No, there's not going to be 27 writers on this. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I didn't know whether she was... Whether she wrote well, things, I, I don't know whether I'm just at the age now, but it's like when I listen... I've listened to Billie Eilish. It's kind of... Because what, she's 17, 18, something like that? So she's 18 She's now, 18 yeah. now. It's one of those things, you know, the cliche is like, oh, what's all this noise? <laughs> Usually referring to like people in the 60s hearing rock music. Yeah. When I hear Billie Eilish, it's not, I wouldn't dignify it by saying, what's all this noise? It's because it's not even noise. It's just like, it's a gesture towards music. It's a gesture towards <laughs> it. It's, it, it's doesn't, just, it, it sounds like, it doesn't sound like all the layers it's are playing, do, does it? Do, do, yeah. it? I mean, it's all half like they've isolated like, uh, a couple of tracks on this, this uh, the it's all big sh- It's her out. face in music form. Just that constant, like, unimpressed, ugh. But that's the thing, yeah. it's something slightly different. That's why it's pop- she's popular. Yeah, they brought her in because she's the biggest thing at the minute. But yeah. I, no, no, I but like in hate the, her music. The fact that she is as big as she is, in yeah. my opinion, is down to the fact that she didn't sound like every other generic pop singer that came out. So they went, oh, no. okay. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like um, going to a gallery full of modern art that I wouldn't understand because I'm not cultured enough. That's what her music feels like. Oh, man, it's sort of like... it's. It's like a really trendy, you know, hipster bar. Mm. And I just I just feel repulsed by it. Okay. <laughs> it just feels like barely, no- it just nothing. It just feels like nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Is it that? Like, I... Because I think another reason she's popular as well is because she has a very clear identity, doesn't she? Does she? Yeah. She's this whole, like, um, like she wears baggy clothing. It's like, it, like, isn't it supposed to be like a statement on... Um, like the way women dress, it's like oh, you shouldn't have to be scantily clad. To be- I don't, I don't know. Okay, yeah. To be fair to her, okay. Well, we've talked about this before, but she is not sexualized, but she is. It's just more subtle. Okay. Her music is there's a sexuality to it. It's in there. Yeah, it's like leaning into your whisper and like yeah, yeah, leaning into your whisper, leaning into <laughs> your ear and whispering and like yeah, yeah. I yeah. suppose. Yes, and um, I just think that I think she needs to just do her homework and go to bed. <laughs> That's cool. When's the last time she was in school? Do you think? Last week. Well, she's always too cool for school, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But, no. Um. I guess. Yeah. I guess we should say we're open-minded. But we're not. That's the official. I, no, I'll say I'm legitimately. I I think I would say I am because I I, I but I think it's the same thing of an open-minded that this film might be good. So, oh, I'm definitely open-minded about the film being good. Yeah, but that's yes. the thing. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a left-field choice in terms of w- her sound. Whilst we talk about the spanner in the works. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. All I'll say is about uh, Billy Eilish is I'm not confident in yeah. her. But if the song is good, then I'll be happy. It's not like if yeah, she puts I, out a, yeah. if she puts yeah, out yeah. a good song, I'm not going to be like, oh, but it's Billie Eilish. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be proven note. wrong. Oh, I want to be proven wrong. Well, this thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it won an, an, an Oscar, but if Sam Smith had come out with a banger, mm. I would have been like, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You know. But I yeah. think writing on the wall is a bag of shit. Yes, I don't think... I, it, its well, tone fits the film, but it's just kind of a nothing. And it song. turns yeah. out to be the best thing in Spectre. Nah, the other, other than the, Van Heitema, yeah. 
Well, I, oh no, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hype and hype cinematography. Nah, the the opening scene of the Day of the Dead. Yeah, that's me, pretty good for me. Um, yeah, okay, you don't need it though, do you? It is just kind of showing off. No, but I don't. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need. Yeah. I don't need Sam Smith's falsetto. But <laughs> yeah, his his voice. It does do that irritating thing where like. It, he puts power behind it and then just, it just transitions into a falsetto yeah. it's like this is not seamless it's just like you can't you can't hit that note with power yeah anyway yes um, okay the yeah. spanner in the works Han, so Hans Zimmer has been brought in yeah. Yeah. to be the composer which you know Hans Zimmer yay yes like known for his grand epic scores yes yep we got Billy Eilish's techno hipster dumb thing yes and Johnny Marr <laughs> <laughs> Uh, former guitarist of the Smiths. Yes. An amazing guitarist, an yeah. amazing musician. Yeah. Together at last? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, imagine if that, was, intri- a, imagine intri- if that was the name of the song now. Just Together, yeah, together at, last. at Last. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he's just playing guitar for the score, but... It- Is it like when Rihanna, Paul McCartney, and... Who was the other one? Kanye West. Yeah, when they, like, did that song. And Have they like, done a song? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, it's it's just average. There are worse things out there. Okay, yeah. but yeah. it's just, it is funny because it's Kanye West, Rihanna, and Paul McCartney. Well, he's okay. the he's the one that's the, yeah. You know, he's the standout because like like Rihanna and Kanye West. It's like, yeah, all right, I can I can see that. But Paul McCartney, yeah, what the hell's going on there? But yeah, he literally just a bit he like just that. like plays guitar in it though. He doesn't sing. No, I know, but it's still a bit like oh okay. Because it's like with because Hans Zimmer has collaborated with Pharrell Williams before, yeah, on the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man Two soundtrack. So even though it's like, you know, oh Billie Eilish, I then again I don't think Hans Zimmer has anything to do with the the theme. I assume Billie no. Eilish is on her own in that respect. Her brother, yes, I think so. I think yeah. he's doing the the score. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. like, it, there's it, there's at least some history of Hans Zimmer working with like known artists. It makes sense. Yes, like one of the biggest composers in film just ends up working with yeah, the biggest. Like, yeah, thing. exactly that obviously going to happen. Johnny Marr is the weird one. Right, has he done anything in a while? Johnny Marr? Yeah. Yeah, he, he does his own stuff. He like okay. he releases his own stuff and he's collaborated with like Noel Gallagher and okay. a bunch yeah. of other people. But it is definitely a, a bizarre uh, choice. I'm, I'm meant to go, oh, all right. Yeah. I kind of go, okay. Is that to, to um, win back the people who left when they hear that Billy Eilish was doing it? <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. Generally, like, oh, well, and anyone over, over 30 is not going to know who Billy Eilish is. Yeah. So, yeah, let's bring, bring in the Smiths guitarist. Yeah. yeah. But the thing. Johnny Amar is the kind of musician I can imagine doing a Bond song. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll check back with that. So, shall we swerve back into award season? The Oscar nominations have been announced. Yes. Joker leading the pack with... Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, no, say- in fairness, no, not of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a surprise that it's done yeah. as well as it has, yeah. nomination-wise. Yeah. Todd <laughs> Phillips being up for director mm. is the final nail in the coffin for me, okay. as far as the Oscars go. Right. I now... There's always been an ember that, like, there's this prestige there. Yeah. But that nomination finally makes me realise, oh, it's a crock of shit. Yes. The problem is, a lot of the other nominees are worthy. Hmm. A lot of them are Yeah, deserving. there's like a couple of categories where I'm basically like pretty... I mean, I haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari yet, but other than that, I'm pretty happy with like the editing nominations. Joker notwithstanding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but like the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite, like those three, yeah, if I was doing... I would nominate those if I was doing the For editing. For editing, yeah. That's one category though. Do you I know, know that's one, but yeah. I'm saying there's like a couple of instances okay. where I'm sort of surprised. Like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. 
And like cinematography, again, Joker notwithstanding, yeah, they're all pretty deserved, I would say. Yeah, but yeah, it does make Joker stand out all the more when you have instances like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm on board with all of those choices, you know. Yes, okay. We can obviously talk about individual categories and individual nominees. I kind of mainly wanted to talk about the response to the um, nominations. Yes. So you get it every year now. It seems. Yeah. Is it trending this year? Is it Oscars so white? I think I think the actual hashtag was Oscars almost so white because it wasn't as bad as the BAFTAs. Because <laughs> it wasn't as bad as the BAFTAs, right? Okay. okay. So it was like it wasn't enough for them to be Oscars so white. So it was it was something slightly different. Okay. One of you two, I need you to be Dal's advocate. Okay. And I need you to steal man the kind of person who would circulate that hashtag. Okay. Explain what you mean and what you want. By having um, a diverse... Yeah, by complaining that this isn't diverse enough. Okay. Um, I guess the, the main point would be uh, you want everyone's voice to be heard, right? What does that mean? Well, if you're just going to nominate like white male directors, then right. the more specific stories where you have like films made by black directors that talk about like um maybe they focus on um like black communities that maybe like, you know, as someone living Okay, in- but the, 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 the that's the film, right? Rather than the person who made it. Yeah. You want to represent a diversity of types of films. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's because say- yeah, like yeah. Your race, to a to a degree, mm. is going to dictate of the course, stories yeah. that you're drawn to and the stories you want to tell. Yeah, but let's just say I think Denzel Washington made this point. Uh, he was sort of made, not the opposite point, but another point. He was saying that Steven Spielberg directed Schindler's List and uh, Martin Scorsese directed Goodfellas. Yes. He said now I'm sure Scorsese could have done a good job directing Schindler's List and Spielberg could have done a good job directing Goodfellas, but it's a cultural thing. You know, it's. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that's not that's not race. That is cultural. But yes, um, culture is a part of it as well. It is. You know, but this we're is, focusing on race, th- but that but this is part of it. Leads into my point. What if Steven Spielberg, he has done, directed the greatest film that's ever been made about slavery? Mm. Not even slavery, about just life in South Central Los Angeles in the black communities in South Central Los Angeles. Yes. What if Steve McQueen, black British director, mm. directed Little Women? He'd have probably got a nod over Gerwig. <laughs> but my point is, okay, what if five white directors yeah. make films about incredibly diverse, forget topics, cultures and races? Yes. Is it still unacceptable for them to be nominated? It's I maybe slightly more acceptable. Right. But you wanna it you wanna show that, you know, those communities are being represented, right? You're doing that by nominating the films, aren't you? Yes, because but then again, like a maybe a, a a young person of color, even though the film is like about slavery or it's about you know something mm-hmm. whatever, would a young person of color respond better to seeing a director or like a writer yeah. or actor or whatever from their like demographic than just a white guy like Quite this, this tourist who's like exploring this topic, you know? Quite probably, mm. but I would, but you know that is. There's some growing up to be done there. Okay. Frankly. Okay. This okay. This idea. I'm obviously all about. I you, mean, this you, is, like it is a surface thing, but these are comp- this is such no, a I know, super I know. like surface I know, I know. thing. This award. But thinking stuff. that, like, oh, I I like it when someone who looks like me wins. Mm. And I get if you if if you're a historically disenfranchised 
group of people. Yes. What you mean when you say that. But you just flip it. Me going, oh, I re- I just want a white bald guy to win. Yeah. It just seems, what? You can't say that. Yes. Surely you... But then they're going to counter with that to be, well, white bald guys always win. I know over, that. I know that. Know. I know. And I know that they... So you, it, you it, in this instance, don't yes. believe that uh, black people can be racist. Okay. For instance. Okay. Because it's about power. Everything's about power with these people. Yes. By people, these people, I mean yeah. these people who believe. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, what are the? What's the point of film awards? Um, On just a very basic level, this isn't a trick question. Yeah. To what award, should be the point? To award the films that are the best of the year. To award excellence in film. Yeah. yeah. So every category, ideally, should be the best five to ten things of that in that category. That's what that you, yeah, that's what you should be aiming for. Yes. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, even though it, this is, um, there are multiple people, like a bunch of people voting for these films, mm. it's still going to be like slightly subjective, isn't it? Of course. You know, and like best pick. Let's say every best film nominee was a World War Two thing. You might go, oh, that's that. You know, that's boring. Yeah. Because yeah. the important thing is diversity of style and topic yeah and type of film and content yeah. and content mm. that's the the important diversity yeah. diversity of thought yeah so you look at the best picture nominees you've got ford versus ferrari which is a dad's car movie okay basically isn't yeah. it yeah the irishman which is a three-hour italian-american gangster epic three and a half three and a half my, yes. my bad okay jojo rabbit which is a nazi satire yeah joker which is a Crock of shit. Crock of shit. Rip, rip off psychodrama. Yeah. Or, or su- Com- superhero origin story. With, yeah, with yes. comic book inflections. Yeah. Little Women is a period piece that's kind of a, a, a dramedy, which with an exclusively pretty much female cast. Mm-hmm. Marriage Story is a drama about a divorce. Yes. 1917 is a, a very stylistic mo- war movie. Yeah. World War One movie. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is set in 1969, and it's kind of a comedy drama involving the Manson family and Hollywood. Yes. Parasite is a South Korean dramedy mm-hmm. about class. Yeah. You can't get more diametrically opposed <laughs> types of movies. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? I will say the only way I think you could have had something different is if they, they nominated Harriet for Best Picture. Why would that be different? J- just because you'd be adding in the extra diversity, as it were. Right, okay. But th- that's my point. Is no, that but that's is, diversity that doesn't matter. Okay, but it's people's problems with the specific people that are nominated as opposed to the films that are nominated. No, I know, but that, this kind of springboards into my next thing. Okay, all right. So best director, big criticism is that it's exclusively men. Yes. Yeah. Okay, this is personal opinion, obviously. Yep. Did you see a film that was directed by a woman in 2019 that was better directed than five movies directed by men? Um, no. We all think Phillips shouldn't be up. Yes, yes. This is the thing. My my issue is when we're looking at it, we're going, well, Phillips shouldn't be up. Mm. So I know full well that most people out there would be like, well, so are you saying Gerwig should be? Right. No. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm no. not saying it. I, I would rather. Women, I would, yeah. It's a very nicely directed film. Yeah. It's and a no, well directed no, And I think film. to a lot of people as well, Phillips might be the one person that they'd say like, oh, he should stay. Yeah, because of what it apparently you know represents that he's yeah. like. You know, but I would much rather Noah Baumbach was up for Marriage Story, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. for me, I, I've got a lot of love for that film. Yeah, he's the actual fifth nominee, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, like, the, in, in the real good. Film. Yes, exactly. I mean, the the first film I can think of in terms of the films I really like this year, the first film I arrive at that was directed by a woman uh, is Booksmart. Yeah, Olivia Wilde. It's a 
Very well done film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the I film. See, I haven't seen that yet, but I really want to see it. Oh, it's very good. You should definitely watch it. Um, but, but that film is its screenplay, isn't it? Really? That film is its screenplay, yeah. and yeah, it's not better. I mean, it's a directorial debut as well, yeah. so it's not going to match up to Quentin Tarantino or Martin no, Scorsese. No, but yeah, it doesn't beat anything that it might not even beat Joker. I don't think. No. You know, in terms yeah. of in terms of its directing. Yeah, I mean, they're all, like, showy director, in a way, yeah. directorial. I understand yeah. that that shouldn't be seen, like, that is just my opinion, that shouldn't be, like, seen as, like, the, yeah, this oh, is, no, this is the argument as to why it should all be. No, no, this is, a, this is opinion. Yeah. But our point is, if there was a year with the five, in my opinion, you know, the five best directed movies of the year were all directed by black women, mm. then I think five black women should be up. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, and again, does it work the other way around? If it was, like... If it, they were all black nominees, yeah, like well, no, it wouldn't, would it? It'd be oh, this is a breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There would be no place for um, Oscars so black, you know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. it wouldn't yeah, happen. Yeah. I mean, okay, directors category aside, because people have complained about no, that actually, for a no, very I, long no, time. I want, I want to, I want to talk about it slightly longer because Bong Joon Ho is nominated. Yes, a, a yeah. South Korean, man. No, no, a South Korean director. The point, the quick point, was South Korean. Yeah, the quick point I was going to make was that for the last few years. No one's had a real issue with this other than the direct director's category aside hmm. because like there hasn't been like a female nominated or whatever. You know, there's what three nominations in the entire time the Oscars have been around. I it, 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 It's low. Okay. It's like four or five. Yeah. Right. But in terms of like what's been nominated in like the recent years for like best film, best, you know, it has been diverse for the last few years. Mm-hmm. But we were sort of arrived at this point where people have gone. Well, no, actually, for this year, we think it's these films. And suddenly everyone's jumped straight back on the bandwagon of going party white. It's just this idea that, like, in intervening years, the Academy has suddenly become sexist and racist. Yeah. Surely like, this is like, the, the worst know. time for them to, yeah. to embrace that ideology. It's like, oh, we're choosing now to be racist, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, the, right. So, yeah, you've got Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, all white men. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Martin Scorsese and Tarantino are up because of their pedigree. Yeah. Um, Todd Phillips is up because Joker is popular at the moment, and Sam Mendes is up because that is a film where you think of its directing, isn't it? Yeah. Bong Joon Ho, South Korean director. I mean, I want him to win. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we've talked he already. Might. He you, might. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked already about like Parasite yeah. and what are our opinions on that. Mm. I don't know whether the idea is that like, oh, we're not talking about Bong Joon Ho because we approve of him, so there's no need to talk about it. But yeah, there's been no like no championing of no. this South Korean director breaking through into the Oscars. He's still a man. He's still got the penis. Yeah, there is that. You know, and that the thing that annoys me by extension, I suppose, is because Parasite's up for a bunch of other stuff as mm. well. It's up for film and it's up for like yeah. best international film, which is it, which it is going to win. It is because yeah. it is nominated for best film, so it is going to win international film. Um, does 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 the South Koreans not count? Diversity-wise, because diversity is supposed to be this, it's supposed to be this big inclusive. Like we want like everyone's voice to be heard, but it does feel. And I'm saying this as someone who's kind of on the outside, into because like this stuff is bigger in America. Isn't yeah, it? Mm. this conversation is being had in the UK to a certain degree, but it's being spearheaded in America. That's mm-hmm. where it's being heard the loudest. And whenever diversity is brought up, it's always the black community, and then the Latina community, or the you know the Latin American, the Mexican community. Yeah. But that's kind of it. I never hear about like, oh, Asian representation needs to be better. Well, they don't count. How do they not count? Within the logic of the left, frankly. Okay. Uh, it is, isn't it? 
Progressive, um, shall we say? Leftists. Leftists, okay. Um, that's the, the generally agreed upon term. Okay. Um, I don't know how it's happened, but like their big thing about um, white people in education and academia. Yeah. Completely disproportionately, Asians do incredibly well yes. yeah, academically. Yeah. Mm. But they're just sort of not thought of as being... Don't they spend like 16 hours a day in school in like China? Or no, China? I mean Asians like in America. Oh, Asians in America. No, but that's the thing. Like they're brought up in that education Maybe. system. But you know, like... The, the I mean, if we're talking about people who have moved from Asia as opposed to people who are born yeah, in yeah. America, you know. But the point being that they're just sort of not considered in that way. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure how that's happened. And I don't know, I don't know whether that's a product... Because China doesn't seem to be particularly bothered by this whole like progressive movement no you know i mean there was uh, if you look at like well they don't there there basically is no racial diversity in china no there, so no that is true but you know um they don't like homosexuality is something that i don't think is getting very far over there no they had that <laughs> that's a funny sentence <laughs> um well there's that you know I, it wasn't quite china but there's that scene in uh, Rise of Skywalker, where the two women kiss, and yeah. was cut- oh, Singapore, it was cut out in the Singapore. Oh, right, okay, okay. And like that's the thing in in general with Disney, people are starting to notice that Disney are putting in like these gestures towards progressivism. Lando being pansexual, what's his face from Beauty the Beast being gay, things like that. Yeah, and because the films did are you releasing, say Lando was pansexual. Oh, did you not know about this? Yeah, no, Lando Calrissian is pansexual. Oh, what a crock of shit! <laughs> but it's never brought up in the film, and that's the thing; these things are never they're brought up in like the press releases, yeah. but they're not brought up in the film because these films have to show in China and that doesn't fly in China. I was going to say, just in which case I will hop back to it briefly to a point about cats, which is about an article in which uh, Judy Dench came out to point out that her cat is transgender. What? It's a, what? <laughs> it doesn't even have genitalia. No. How is it transgender? I, I don't know. And it's Judy Dench as well. It's clearly like, it's Judy Dench. Yeah. Dame but, Judy Dench. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, t- back to the Oscars. But yeah, so and and also the other thing I was going to say, the poster for the Force Awakens. You you remember the poster for the Force yeah, Awakens? Yeah. Basically, in the Chinese poster, they shrink Finn down to like so he's just kind of off in right. the corner and you barely notice him. Mm. Oh, and Black Panther, uh, they put a mask over him so you don't see Chadwick Boseman's face. Okay, I don't know. This is a yeah sort of educated guess. I think they're quite racist. <laughs> I think, black people well, in China. There's also, Genuinely, I think, I think it's okay. Chinese. That, have you seen Korean. that? Korean. What now? Oh, no. I completely judged the shark. What are you going to say? Uh, there's that advert, and I think it's a Chinese advert, okay. where a black guy falls into a washing machine and he comes out a white guy. <laughs> I, think oh. that, I think that is a Chinese advert. I think that's a Chinese I think, advert. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Oh, I've seen, I've seen, I know the advert you mean. <laughs> yeah. I think that is. Yeah, yeah so I, yeah, I think that, there's a bit of... That's a bit, yeah. And yeah. like... Um, and they like idolize Caucasians in China, stuff like that. Yes. Um. I I know as well in America, in Los Angeles, maybe I'm not sure how widespread an issue it is. Mm. There's a uh, Korean and black people. There's a definite um. Okay. There's okay. a tension there. Okay. So for do you remember the nominees for 2018 with the directors? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I I did yeah. get about just to make yeah make this particular point because I thought that it was the right year. Okay. Are they basically saying that they want this? Every year, yeah, because you had uh, Guillermo del Toro, yeah, Mexican, yeah, yep. Christopher Nolan, in- English American, yeah, yeah, Jordan Peele, black man, black man, yeah, Greta Gerwig, female, yeah, yeah, and then Paul Thomas Anderson, yes, yes, I, I guess that throw in Bong Joon Ho, is that the right yeah. pronoun? Yeah, throw in him, and that you know for for the sake of it, I'll take out Paul Thomas Thomas Anderson for the yeah. sake of it, right? I'll stick him in for off, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, yeah. Right. 
Is that what they're saying we have to have every year at the Oscars? Because fundamentally, if you're going to look at who's up for this year's like director awards, you knew Scorsese was going to be up mm. because it was it's a Scorsese. It, it's a Scorsese yeah. like this was always getting a nod. Yeah, yeah. We, we went through it, didn't we? Like, in uh, from our perspective, Phillips is the only one where we're like, yeah, we don't think he belongs there. Yeah. yeah. But these are deserving nominations. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and it would, was... it would compromise to make it diverse, deliberately make it diverse by nominating Gerwig. Like, you know, maybe I haven't seen the film. Maybe it does... Like It's it well directed. Yeah, it's not but, you know. like a crime that it would be nominated. No, it'd be fine. But... It would feel token. Yeah. But like, yeah no, aren't, no. aren't we compromising the premise of... The, an award show, yeah, because we're not nominating. Yeah, it's not. Know. It's not a census. No. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, I think that the problem is, isn't it, that they they don't think things to the end point. They just see the list and go, all white men, or yes. all men in this case. Yeah, yeah. Boo. Yeah. There's no thought process when you sit down. Okay, right. What do you want? Mm. Do you want like the uh, the precise demographics of the uh, of the the US to be represented in each category? Is yeah. that what you want? Mm. Okay. But these are international awards, yeah. obviously. Anything can be up. Mm. So does it have to globally represent yes. Democrat? What is the bare minimum of diversity that you have to hit? Mm. And isn't that just a bit fascist and a bit Nazi social engineering e? I I mean, in the, even in that instance, what's the bare minimum? And then if you do the bare minimum, yeah. people just go, oh, but you're just doing the bare minimum. You're just doing the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't we just reduce it to the level of the individual... Isn't that which what, what society already did? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we're doing what Western exactly. civilization yeah. already did. Yeah, yeah, but enlightenment and all that. Mm. What's that. You judge people by the content of their character, or in this case, by the content of their content. Yeah. Yes. Should we talk about um, uncut gems? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uncut gems, more like uncut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And you saw Rise of Skywalker, and I got abused as a child. You did. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> and um, I saw cats. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that was probably uh, a better yeah. one. I mean, <laughs> the one the one positive is that uh, Rise of Skywalker is not cats. <laughs> that's true. The one that is true. Let's um, stop talking about cats. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, we've had enough of cats. Yeah. <laughs> Un- uncut gems. More like uncut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, who's got a better one? Got, I, I love I, it. Could, but I don't know what I had the confidence. I was like, I'm just going to go in completely blind. I'm just going <laughs> to see if anything happens. And it didn't. So, okay. Performance anxiety happens sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, uncut gems, then. Yeah. It's a film. More Is like. It? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Safety Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a funny name, isn't it? <laughs> the Safety um, Brothers. Yeah. 
it, you know, it's sort of, look at that, look at that, that safety individual genetic. over there. He's looking pretty safety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, okay, you know, it's been touted as Adam Sandler's return to form. Mm. Does refer, return, to, return to form implies that he, he had form to begin with. With, with the exception of Punch Drunk Love, because I know that's always brought up. Yeah. What Did he have form? I mean, I liked, right, him, okay. I liked him in Happy Gilmore. I think the general consensus is that Punch Drunk Love is the high watermark. Yeah. Funny People is brought up quite often as well. Okay. As like a decent-ish sound oh, I, really, I really hate that. Film. I don't like it, but it's like, it's pretty well reviewed. Mm. And then his early comedies have a, have a fan base. Well, he's in something like Bulletproof, isn't he? Is it Bulletproof? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But things like uh, Little Nicky and um, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, that has got a fan base. People like his early comedy. I yeah. don't. I, yeah, as I like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's okay. The Water Boy is another big one. Um, but yeah, other than that, obviously he's Adam Sandler. Yes. Return to form. I don't know. One thing I've heard said about him is that. Oh, he makes all these terrible films, but he was in Punch Drunk Love, so he does know the difference between a good film and a bad film. Yeah. Which to me is completely counterintuitive. Surely if he's in all those and Punch Drunk Love, he doesn't know the difference between a good film and a bad film. Right. Right? I mean, based on his Netflix bill, the, the original one he had, yeah. he does not know what a good film is. But you no. know what I mean? Well, that he's, he's got another one that, as well now, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah they've just announced it. it. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, he must know the difference because he did Punch Drunk Love. It's like, no, he just does anything then. Yeah, like, it, so it, does, it, it just so happens difference. that Punch Drunk Love was good. Punch Drunk yeah, Love just happened to sign up to a good film. Yeah, isn't it out of character mm. anyway? Because he's usually like producer and starring in, yeah, yeah, yeah. directing yeah. and this writing. This is Happy and, Madison. Yeah, this is yeah, not, Happy Madison. Punch Drunk Love is not an Adam Sandler film. It's a Paul Thomas Anderson, which he happens to be in. He yeah. is really good in it, I will say. But mm. I don't know. I think Paul Thomas Anderson could direct Megan Fox into like an Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I'm not. I don't give him too much. No, but that's what I mean. Like, so the Safdie brothers, it was Pattinson with Good Time. Yes. And, you know, that's very good. Yes. Yeah. It was certainly my, um, like, I saw that performance. I was like, oh, okay, he's a good actor. Yeah. I wonder if that's the case for a lot of people or that's just an experience. And that I, I had. But that's the thing, as I think they've taken, people have taken that and gone, what they did for Robert Pattinson, yeah. they've done for Adam Sandler. Yes. yes. I mean, Pattinson was sort of doing good, interesting stuff before that. But it was so low level. This does feel like a spiritual successor to Good Time in some regards. Mm-hmm. It's obviously it's the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, we're going to take this actor that has got like you know a bit of a bad reputation because I think a lot of people thought of Twilight when they thought of Robert Pattinson before Good Time, even though he's done mm. other projects since yeah. then. And obviously Adam Sandler has his own like you know reputation. Yep. It's like, oh, we're going to take this actor, we're going to put him in this role in which they look like this character who's. Um, having to deal with like a series of errors that's kind of his own fault and mm. it's going to be this sort of like very almost claustrophobic intense thriller mm. almost so it feels in that respect like a very similar film though it's not as good as Good Time I would say I don't think it's anywhere near as good as Good Time no I, I really like Good Time yeah um, yeah I like it a lot I don't love it but um, I really don't love Uncut Gems okay. no but that, I think that is my main issue with Uncut Gems is I think it's good for a Sandler film that's the thing. Is it a Sandler film? Is it fair to call it no, a no, Sandler film? No, 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 okay. No, no, but in terms of his performance... Well, it's probably the second best Adam Sandler performance, right? Yeah, it's it's good relative to Adam Sandler. Yes. Yeah. But that's all it is. Yeah. I don't particularly think that highly of it otherwise. Like... I, I'm not, I, I honestly don't... I don't get what people are seeing. Because that performance has been on loads of 
end of the decade best of lists. Yeah. One of the best performances of a decade. Yeah. And I think that's probably a mix of wanting to champion the critical underdog of like, you know, they, they like a comeback story. Yeah. Plus the fact that novelty syndrome of like, oh, it's the end of the decade now, wrapping up. Well, we, we really like Adam Sandler in this. Fuck it, let's throw him on the best the, mm. uh, decade list. But it's not one of the best performances of the year. No, no. <laughs> the no, but this is the thing. When people talk about uncut gems, they mm. also talk about Dolomite is my name. In yeah, terms of a comeback. Yeah. In terms yeah. of comeback performance. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching Dolomite is my name. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed watching it. It's a really good film. And it's a great central performance as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see the comparison. <laughs> it sounds like I understand the comparison in terms of comeback performances. Well, but I genuinely, genuinely how- think Eddie Murphy has done a good comeback performance. Howard, Howard is his name and conning motherfuckers is his game exactly yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I, I don't think the same with Adam Sandler it just kind of feels like they found the right role for Adam Sandler it's not like a Billy Bob Thornton in Sling Blade performance where it's completely transformative it's no, not like no. oh this is a completely different guy no. I, see, it's just like I they don't found know. something that Adam Sandler is good at that he suits yeah you you're know? saying that Sandler's operating on a frequency and this film just matches the frequency yeah and so okay I don't think I'd say that. I think, because I think Punch Drunk Love is his, the best you're going to get out of Sandler. Okay. Because what that is doing, because I, I, other critics have said this, it's not a completely original point. I think he is, there's a creepiness to Adam Sandler. Okay. The way he, his comedy works and the way he is and the fact he can be quite, he, he, you know, because of the films he made, he just seems bored and indifferent, but he keeps mm-hmm. making this tripe. There's something quite creepy about him sometimes. And Punch Drunk Love, they really kind of, Paul Thomas Anderson really zeroes in on that. So I think that is the role that he was sort of born to play if there was one. I think for Uncut Gems, he's matching the film's frequency. Okay. The film is this fast thing and he's just doing what the film needs him to do, mm-hmm. which is just be very fast talking and erratic and kind of have an improvisational style. Yeah. I don't think that's like, oh, they finally found the film for him. Yeah. More than he met them where they needed him to. Okay. Do you think if he did a film with Paul Thomas Anderson again, yeah. we'd get a, the same kind of thing as Punch Drunk Luck? I mean, it's impossible to say, but no, I think that's the best you're going to get with Sam. I was, no, but, but in, in, in terms, terms of, do you like, mean that like Sam that only had one of those performances in him? Right. Is that well, what you that's mean? What, what I'm, I'm questioning is whether if Paul Thomas Anderson got the best out of him mm. in a performance like that... Could he do it again? Could he do it again? Okay. Oh, I'm sure he could. He just has to care enough. Like... I remember I saw an interview him and the Safdie brothers and he says in the interview oh we all it's him and a bunch of other actors he says we just wanted to like um, make you guys proud we wanted to make the film you wanted to make we didn't want to let you down mm. so okay it just he needs to find a director whose work he cares about yeah. and you know because he does in every film he makes he seems bored oh yeah he just does yeah. not care yeah and that, like, that is my biggest concern with the fact that he's been given four more on Netflix is I think it's going to be the same tripe because I did not like a single one of them. Yeah, with, with some exceptions, I think pretty much if you're an actor who can be the star of films, even terrible films, there is a script and a director out there that will draw a great performance from you. Yeah. I just think that's the, if you're comfortable enough on camera, any of us, if we were comfortable on camera, there is a director out there who would get a great performance out of us. Yeah. yeah. Right? He just needs to do that. You know, that's it. It's as yeah. simple as that. I think just you need that marriage of, again, we talked about before with people criticizing Pat Pattinson. I don't think it's his fault. Mm. It, it was the script. 
it's the mm. film he's in you know yes. they're in yeah. a good film they'll be good it's as simple as that yeah, yeah. there are some exceptions Megan Fox I'm not sure even though I literally just said that Paul Thomas Anderson could direct a good film yes I, she might be one exception we're like yeah I don't know if she can okay. if she could do anything good on screen Kevin James he's got it in him you think yeah uh, I don't know about I do that. he hasn't done anything good ever no but he does have... <laughs> that's kind of working against him a little bit I you see know? the potential in Paul Blot you do oh, I do, do you? Okay. I read between the lines and I see oh there's something there's a yearning there <laughs> you know Oh god, that's going to be the next Safety project. <laughs> Paul Blart, I would fucking watch a Safety <laughs> Paul Blart movie. <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. Uh, oh, that would be quite funny. I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'd make his like diet whatever his low blood sugar like. Yeah. Really, <laughs> that become like proper, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would become like the yeah. He would have to like the the film is him trying to find sugar. Yeah, yeah, he has to like Bill get Paul it. Greengrass, like, does the camera way up on him as he's sweating, like, <laughs> like a wrapping chocolate bars and shoving into his fat fucking face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you have a connection now, Safety Brothers, through Adam Sandler. Just get on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's part no, of the Sandler. No, because you say that, then what's going to happen is they're going to do a film with Sandler and Kevin James. And David Spade. Oh. <laughs> and, no, because then you, you Rob Schneider. Yeah, you're going to throw Rob Schneider yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, at least you know. At least that means. Steve I tell you Buscemi's what. If the, if the <laughs> I don't really. I think it's a. Te- it is a bad film, but I don't really mind the film Grown Ups, the first one. Why? Right. <laughs> just because, no, just, no. I know it's terrible. Okay, okay. But like, imagine if the Safdie brothers did that with that cast. Like they did a version no, they of did that with them. Right, with it, yeah. That would. Yeah. Be, I'd watch that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. No, the the, the Safdie brothers are really good. We don't like uncut gems, as we've just stated, but we like good time. And I, I think, think it's they, fine. Yeah, I think they are good filmmakers. They ha- they mm. certainly have their own like thing yeah. going on. They they seem to really like you know it's all handheld. It's all right up in the actor's face. There's no establishing sh- ab- establishing shots. Yeah, yeah, we kind of ran out of breath there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can. You like you a Safety Brothers film? Like a Safety Brothers film? Just constantly fucking going. Yeah, and the pacing is kind of relentless. Yeah. You know, and it is like a, a series of errors. So like the a tragedy it, of errors. A tragedy of errors. The film, the characters never recover. You know, they they do something wrong, and then in order to fix that, they cause something else to go wrong, and they never recover. Um, yeah, I'm a, it doesn't use music or anything like that, does it? it pretty- well, it doesn't, but one of my complaints about the film, because mm. obviously like, the, I think the fact that the Sandler's performance didn't work for us is probably the thing that, you know, the main reason we don't like the film as a whole. Because mm. that central performance is so integral to the film. Mm. If that doesn't work, the film doesn't work. Yeah. But one of my main complaints is the music in right. uh, Uncut Gems. The film starts in some foreign country. Where does it start? It, well, it'd be in, it'd be Africa. Africa. I'm, not, I'm not sure which uh, country. In okay, Africa, it starts somewhere yeah. in Africa. Uh, a, a diamond mine. A, a diamond mine in Africa. It's Ethiopian Ethi- Jewish miners. Okay, yeah. so you start there. The, um, there's like a tragedy that happens in. There's like an injury that happens in the mine, but they manage to get this gem, which is kind of the central MacGuffin of the film. Mm. And the camera goes into it, and it basically becomes like a galaxy. Yeah. And then you come out of. Is it his colon? Yeah. He's yeah. getting a colonoscopy. He's getting a colonoscopy and the camera sort of comes out of that. And there's music accompanying this whole yeah. thing. Very that sequence, yeah. that opening, yeah. really missold the film to me. Okay. Because obviously stylistically it's very different to everything that comes after it. Yes. yes. Proceeds it. But I love that opening sequence. Yeah, it was great. I love this like, oh I'm gonna really like this film. Yeah. And then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a piece of music that accompanies that that seems to go on for about ten more minutes. Right. Like the credits have happened mm. and he's meeting like the sent like the main supporting cast, and he's mm. like having these in- 
not important conversations, but they kind of they're the conversations that sort of establish what that character is and what he's all about mm, and yeah. the people around him. And you've still got this like synth music blaring. It's like mm. I please stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems to contra- it seems almost to contradict the because the handheld style it's obviously supposed to be very what's the term? Naturalistic. I suppose. There's like a more cinema cinema term. Okay. I can't remember it at the cinema moment. Cinema verite. Yes. Yeah. It's supposed to be going for that sort of thing. It's incredibly mm. natural and mm-hmm. and then you've got this like non-diegetic music just like over the top of everything yeah so I mean music obviously is a factor to this film mm-hmm. yeah because it has the weekend in it who is oh, the, mu- right. the musician oh yeah he's sort of well he's basically a cameo but he plays a small part in it he, yeah he plays a small part in it but he plays himself well so, I assume it's a version of himself because the him in the film he doesn't come across as a likeable guy no but that's the thing he's playing a version of himself yeah like the way they've done this film he could have easily just been another R&B singer mm. and that would have been fine. It didn't need to be The weekend, But because it's The weekend, like, there's a point where it's like, oh, yay, well, they're at this the thing. It's bit, you know, The weekend's there. And they bring up his name quite, like, a few times. They do, yeah. I remember that standing out. And yeah. I was like, you don't need to do this. He could have just been another R&B singer. It didn't need to be The weekend. I get that The weekend is currently fairly popular. Does he sing an existing song or has he does he sing a song that he, was written for the No, film? he sing when it came to doing like the score soundtracky thing. Yeah. They recorded a bunch of songs, okay, and then didn't use them. Oh, okay. So the song that you see him sing in the film, yeah, is like a song off like his first album or first like first EP. It's an okay. old like song by him. Do we know why they didn't they ended up not using the stuff? No, it, oh, okay. it just says that they just didn't end up using it. Okay. But yeah, I don't really... If you're going to get someone like him in the film, as I say, I get it, he's popular at the moment. Yeah. If yeah. The weekend's irrelevant in three years' time, or something is, is like that. Is that part of the cinema veritiness of it? Where it's like, yeah. oh, let's not... He's just The weekend. Uh, Everyone knows it's The weekend. So, yeah. let's just get him to play The well, weekend. Well, this is the thing. Do, do a, a, a cost-benefit analysis here. Okay. What's the deficit of him being The weekend in the film? It takes you out of it. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. The benefit is the... Yeah, okay, like, oh, you, yes, this is the real world. Yeah. I think the con overrides the pro in this case. Okay. Well, yeah, it's like, why they keep mentioning the week? Is this film sponsored by his album? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, any other film, it would yeah. just be like a fictional R&B star. Yeah. Was then again, Kevin, I mean, Kevin Garnett is one of the main... I was going to say, he's a real person. And he's he? playing himself. Yeah. And he's playing himself, exactly. Yeah. Again, probably like a version of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine he's that much of a prick in real life. Yeah, exactly. I, I like Eric Bogosian, but I just like him. Which one's that? Amy, uh, Arno. His cousin. Uh, the lo- oh, the loan yeah. shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, um, the, he's the villain in Under Siege 2. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Um, Ryback! Ryback! <laughs> Ryback! Adina, Adina Menzel is fairly dull. Uh, and that's she's the in the film. Yeah, that's the wife. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, Lakeith Stanfield's pretty good, but you know, it's small part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like him. I didn't realise Plum... Ke- uh, Plum... Ke- how do you say her name? Clement Clem- Clem- Uh She's in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. As oh, I know the name. The oh, yeah. one with the things that touches you and knows your shit. Oh, Chinese. Mantis. Chinese. Mantis. Bat- bug. Oh. She's yeah. in this. Is she? Yeah. When that happened? No idea. Okay. Yeah, well, we got I, that I, I had I had no idea she was in this. Did she play the colonoscopy? <laughs> <laughs> she played a character called. She Lex was the gem. Like. She was the rock. She was the gem. Yeah, um, yeah she, she's in this. Oh, the, okay. the, the the hours of prosthetics she had to go to to become this like, <laughs> you know, rock. Yeah. 
I mean, you, you've made that joke, but the thing is, her character was called Lexus, and I'm just imagining that she had to play a car. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, is she maybe... I, I, I don't know what character she would be. I, I, yeah, I don't know, but apparently she's an... Okay. Is she like the receptionist at the auction, maybe? Maybe. I, I, I say I don't know. It just says it's not a major part anyway. No, I'm surprised yeah. they got someone um, get yeah, a high caliber film like that to play such a bit role. Yeah, but that's what. Yeah, that's even if she isn't one of the main characters in that franchise. Yeah. you know. Did you like the Adam Sandler character? No, but I think I disliked him in the way the film wanted me to dislike him. Well, that's him. my question. Do you think the film wanted you to dislike him? I think so. Okay, I'm not sure. See. Okay. I think you meant to kind of not love him. Yeah, you're sort course. of meant to be caught up in. You sort of want him to win because of how fucking pr- how much yeah. pressure. Well, yeah, I, you're I, sort I, of caught, think, you're caught in the momentum of yeah. everything, you know. Yeah, I th- I think by the end, yeah, they want you to care about what happens at the end. Yeah, see, I found him really unlikable. Like again, maybe in the way the film wanted me to. Yeah. Um, like I didn't dislike the performance. I just like I I wouldn't want to spend any time with this guy. He'd give me nervous hypertension. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be around. I, him. I did like the fact that at the end, obviously, that happens. He gets killed, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's been out for a while. Yeah, okay, yeah he gets shot in the face. Yeah, he gets shot in yeah. the face. So he dies. The betters come in. Yeah. And Saucy, his other half, is on the way to him. Yeah. With over a million dollars. Yeah. And I like the fact that you don't know how that, that ends. I how like, that resolves, I, yeah. I do like the fact that it's unresolved, purely because I like the, the fact that her, like, overexcitedness mm. is mirrored by the fact that he's just dead on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do like that. Would that yes. be a Pyrrhic victory? Um, for who? <laughs> for whom? For Sandler, I guess. Like, oh no, he won, but he's dead now. You know, in that no. regard, then, <laughs> no. I... In that regard, we're the winners. Oh, okay, he's dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Peric- I, I don't know. Okay. I know. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I, I think you need to know that you've won something. I guess he does know briefly, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Okay, there's a- because he he knows because he then lets them out. And yeah. Go, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a cosmic Peric victory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if not a personal one. Okay. Fuck. I mean, I don't have much else to really no, say. No, that's it, really. No, the film I, kind I of mean, it's a unit, isn't it? I would recommend it. I don't, I don't, didn't enjoy it personally, but I think it's a film worth seeing. Okay, okay. It's on Netflix. It's certainly now, a film. It's so. certainly not a. Oh, film. it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I'll watch okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. It's if certainly it, not a film I would stop people from watching. It, it's better than ninety percent of the stuff on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and I think it definitely has. No, well, it clearly has an audience. It just so happens yeah. that audience is not us. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't stop Which, anyone from seeing it. Uh, yeah. Is that everything then for? Yep, I think so. I believe so. Okay, um, Rise of Skywalker then. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, more like Star Wars The Demise of... The Decline of Wank. The f- yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Who wants to kick okay, off the okay. Star Wars? I do have an anecdotal thing to start with. Ooh, an okay. anecdote. Ooh. Oh, on, oh yeah, bum that. Just go with that. Oh, okay. Um, I obviously the film came out very close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went That's to... not an anecdote. Go on. <laughs> you just shit on his parade. That's the only problem with a purely audio medium is people can't see the death stares that I'm sending your way. Um, no, it came out very close to Christmas, and my father. What was that? I'm brushing the death stares off me. Oh, okay. Are you just going to keep <laughs> interrupting me again? No, is this your new? You thing sent now? them my way. I had to get rid of them. Didn't oh, I? Okay. All right. Jordan, proceed. Yes. So the film came out very close to Christmas. My father is a big Star Wars fan. Uh, so he was like, oh, let's go to the cinema to see the new films. Like, yeah, all right. And because it was so close to Christmas and because I'm one of the worst people to buy presents for, because mm. I don't even know what I want. I don't. How do I expect people around me to know? 
he bought me the ticket. He was basically like, oh, you know, we'll count this as a Christmas present. I was like, oh, thank you. So what? I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's like a, that's. I like that idea as a press. I'm not gonna lie. What cinema ticket? Yeah, that's yeah. just. But like, I've genuinely done that with my sister. She, um, her birthday's like around early February, and that's mm. when like uh, animated films, big animated films, tend to come out. I think mm-hmm. Wreck It Ralph two came out in February in the UK. Okay. Same with Lego Movie two. So I we've like bought each other cinema tickets, and that's been our present to each other yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah. So we sat down. We watched the film. Uh, spoiler: It's terrible. And as soon as the film ended, I mean, the moment that J.J. Abrams' name came up on the screen, my dad, like, turned to me, enthusiasm and, like, anticipation, uh, you know, lighting up his eyes. And he was like, so what do you think? Of course, I couldn't tell him just how bad the film is. <laughs> so I sort of, I was just very, I was deliberately very vague. I just kind of went, yeah, you know, what, what did you think? And in that moment, all of the light just kind of drained from his eyes as he knew, like, what I was doing, that I didn't like it. <laughs> so he just kind of went... Oh, yeah, no, yes, yeah, I like it. It's good. Right. So I plan on showing this film no mercy because it made me upset my father. <laughs> okay. Right. Just putting res- that out there. I respect that yes. wholly. But it- Star Wars is not good on the father-son relationship front, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. But it didn't have to, you know, Real go beyond life the life. films <laughs> to, to, you know, yeah, to really true. push that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, because I only I've watched this in the last week. Okay. Yes. At, at the point of recording. Okay. So I've it's very fresh it. for you then. So it, it it is very fresh. Obviously, in the build up to it coming out, I was quite interested. Very quickly, uh, are we all Star Wars? Are we Star Wars fans? Generally speaking, yes. Okay. okay. I'm not. Nor am I. I like I like the good ones. I dislike the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, Gener- yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. I'm, and I, I'm sure yeah. um, I was shown Star Wars when I was younger, but I have no childhood memories of Star okay. Wars, which is probably why I don't have a strong connection to the yes. franchise. Yeah. yeah, I would say. No, I would say yeah. I see. I do. I yeah. I went to like the cinema to watch like okay. the prequels. The series. only one I remember is I remember watching a bootleg DVD of Episode Three. Okay, that's my only childhood memory. Oh of yeah, Star no, Wars. I, I saw Revenge of the Sith in cinema and had it on PlayStation Two. I saw okay. Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones in the cinema. All I remember yeah. from that is after Attack of the Clones, it was on so long that when I left the cinema, <laughs> the sun burned my eyes to the point where I tried to go home with another family. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but so yeah, generally, broadly speaking, I'm a fan. Okay, and in the build-up, I was quite excited, but then as trailers were coming out. Mm-hmm. I was becoming less excited. Okay. And obviously there was rumours about the film and how they were going to do it and what they were going to do, which none of which was filling me with confidence. Mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly a fan of The Last Jedi at okay. all. So it came to it actually coming out and I kind of made a more conscious decision I wasn't going to go and see it. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but then obviously I listened to people who had seen it, who liked it, who disliked it. And there was still a sort of mutual thing of people were coming away. Uh, one thing I heard a lot was people coming away saying, well, I was satisfied. Right. Okay. That was the terminology okay. I kept hearing people say. Who said this? Name and shame. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to re- keep, you know, relationships paired. Okay. And not destroy the one. Is it worth it, though? If they like the way <laughs> the sky work? <laughs> yeah. In oh, this okay. instance, yeah. In, in, in oh, the, wow. In, they, in, they must be like... Pretty strong relationships there. So we know it's his family. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. Yeah. One of them was my sister. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. um, and I'm not breaking that bond. Okay. Um, if you insist. Uh, but no, but it, the, 
you know, wording that I, I heard it from multiple people was the word satisfied. Mm. I in no way felt satisfied <laughs> <laughs> at all by watching this. Okay. Because, no, you know, yeah, okay, I watched an illegal copy. Okay. So the quality was a little bit diminished. I thought you were saying, yeah, I watched an illegal copy, sue me. They will. They will, they will <laughs> do exactly what they got to go to do. Sue me, I ain't got fucking money. They can do what they want. No one knows this exists. Um, that's not true. We've got five listeners now, thank you. Do we have five? Do we? It's five, is it? That's the first oh, time keep, hearing keep it. Keep this is from us. All right, yeah, go on. Um, you, you're just delivering them like bootleg Betamax tapes of the Fun Filter podcast so it doesn't show up on YouTube, is it? A Betamax tape of a podcast. That's just... I can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> What's the? Is it just the tape then? The yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm, like a, I'm, I'm, I'm Max is like a VHS. Yeah. Type yeah. Thing. yeah I'm, okay. I'm illegally downloading the YouTube audio and passing to it on an old CD. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, you naughty's kid, you. <laughs> you naughty, naughty's kid, you. Yeah, Imagine you if I was handing it on cassette. Oh. You naughty. Cassette. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's what I was trying cassette. to think of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just <laughs> But yeah, I was in no way satisfied by this film. Yeah. Because A, they try and shove too much shit into it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's particularly well written. No. I think there's a lot of fan service. Uh-huh. And some of it I just genuinely didn't understand. But like there are there are points and I don't give a shit about sharing spoilers. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, the world its dog knows. Yeah. The world does have a dog. I'll say it's called Rax. <laughs> God. What reference am I not getting? That wasn't a reference. That was just absurdity. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, Rex. He likes pancakes and... Carry on, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking now, hell. you were being kooky. That's oh, the, right. I was I, that was my default. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what would have been absurd? If he wears... Well, uh, I, I did the absurd bit. No, yeah. I said the world No, but you can, you can add to the absurdity. It, like, it's okay. You can, but like I. So if if Rex wore a fedora, for example, would I still be absurd? No. Would I be absurd? No. Okay. That's silly. Right. Okay. You know. Okay. Because it's not like an absurd concept. You okay. just put a hat on a dog. What if Rex is a concept? Is that absurd? No, Rex is a dog. Okay. So <laughs> it's a dog set. I'm gonna shit on this film. <laughs> um, yeah, like it felt like they tried to force a relationship yeah. between. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving Sam the middle finger for making that connection. Um, <laughs> um, I can't. I want to say that line again, but say, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, no, I'll I'll trying, to for, trying to force a relationship between yeah. Poe and someone yeah. for the for the sake of just giving him someone he's trying to fuck at the end. Right. Sorry, bless. I think is her name, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, n- no need at all. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that it was so that it would um, decanonize any possibility of Poe and Finn being a gay couple? Well, they already gave Finn someone to kiss in the last film, although they basically made her do her homework the entirety of this film. Well, that's be- yes, because she's oh. the last Jedi, isn't it? Is, this idea- is Poe and Finn a, a thing? Yeah, the it's, it's, an on- it's, it. a, it's an online ship. Yeah. Okay, is that a thing that if you're not tuned into that, you just would have no idea? I, I would not have had any inference I thought they were meant to be like Luke and Han like matey sort of oh okay no, I, it, that's no, what that they're is, supposed yeah, to be that is yeah, what they're that's doing what I got. But, I'm not saying they're doing it well yeah. but that's what I got what they were trying to do yes yeah well um, um, I don't know what Finn is a facsimile of Poe is the new Han Solo isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. Lando oh yeah of course but Lando's in this film so you know yeah but he's like the Uncle Lando isn't he Uncle Lando <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's fat Uncle Lando <laughs> 
again <laughs> sorry I, I, but again that shoving people in a film for the sake of shoving them in a film yeah well this thing I, I don't think it was you know, I don't know how strong this internet and presumably Tumblr thing oh, is god. oh god sorry yeah it's, it's all it's going to be all over Sh- Tumblr shipping yeah. Cohen Finn my it's a merchandising opportunity isn't it I'm assuming they have some sway given that you said you that you don't like The Last Jedi Eddie hmm um, clearly, the Rise of Skywalker doesn't like the Last Jedi either. No, Rose, uh, major supporting character introduced in that film, she's got like a minute of screen time, yeah. if that. Yeah. Okay. So um, they go back on a bunch of stuff. We alluded to it briefly in um, uh, during our discussion of Spider Verse, didn't okay. we? Mm. That it sort of goes back on the the resolution of the Last I can't Jedi. Remember how much we honestly can't remember how much we talked about it. So I, I apologize if I repeat any of my mm-hmm. points. Okay. I'm sure we will unpack the various problems with this film yes i just want to say like my i feel like kind of arguing over what plot elements didn't make sense is like doing the film a service doesn't deserve it's just not even worth us doing that in a way yeah i'm happy to do it (laughs) um my biggest problem with the film is that the fact that it not just has no respect for the last jedi yeah but that it ridicules it yes now I do not like The Last Jedi. I didn't like it when I saw it. I don't like it in retrospect. But I admire it in retrospect a lot more than I did. Okay. Because, yes, The Rise of Skywalker is pure fan service. Yeah. Um, The Last Jedi, obviously, while still being created in the studio system by someone under immense pressure, was what a what happens when a writer tries to write a Star Wars film. Yeah. As opposed to a Star Wars fan trying to write a Star Wars film. Yes. yes. You can... The the execution is certainly questionable in the Last Jedi, it is. but if you take the individual the ideas, the ideas, there are good versions of those ideas that can be done. And there, there are, are, there are some ideas. in the Last Jedi yeah. that are actually quite decently done. Okay, I think. Would you but, like to name one, just so that we're not being okay? You know, so one one of the ideas in the Last Jedi is that um, obviously Rey is of no significant lineage. Yeah, yes. she is kind of a nobody, which as a writer is an attractive thing of like. Ooh, let's mix it up. It's not all about these intergalactic dynasties. See, it's interesting you bring that specific one up because obviously Disney have tried to claim that this is all, this isn't, you know, this is part of the the very first trailer for The Rise of Skywalker was clips from all of the Star Wars films leading up until this yeah, point. Yeah. So they're really trying to push it as this is a the nine, end. Yeah, the end yeah. of this nine part story that was definitely planned for realsies. Mm-hmm. Before I, I want to finish that thing, because there's, there's the, the race stuff. Yeah. But the most distinctive selling of that idea is the very end of the film, which is a child picking up, is it the broom? Yeah. Yeah. And pretending that it's, it's a lightsaber. A lightsaber yeah. yeah. Thus, okay, the message of this film is like Spider-Verse. You, anyone could be a Jedi. Yes. It's, it's yeah. in all of you. Yes. Which is a really good idea. Because, right, George Lucas said, as admitted, uh, the part of, you know, the biggest reason he created Star Wars was so that they could be toys and kids could make up their own stories. Yes. Yeah. And so there's something really like appealing on a financial level about any kid could be a Jedi. Yeah. Like you extrapolate that out for the the young audience, and this, this the Rise of Skywalker just tramples all over that idea completely. Yes. Yeah. But going back to the idea that this is a nine part story, I know it's kind of a meme at this point, but I think it's a uh, one of the DVD interviews or something for the Last Jedi where Carrie Fisher says it's Star Wars is about family. You right. know, it's about family. That's what it's really about. And I know that's become like a memed soundbite. It's fair to say that Star Wars is. It's That is kind of the through line of it all, is that it's about it's families. A... Like, families are certainly an important facet of Star Wars. Okay. 
Do you disagree? I do because disagree. Because if you disagree, I can't finish my point. Oh, I do disagree. Okay. Well, there we go then. I don't think Star Wars is about anything. Okay. I think it's about big things that destroy planets. Okay. It's about good guys and bad guys. Yeah. And uh, cool ships and weapons. Okay. It's not about anything. No, I mean and a little bit of incest. <laughs> a little bit. Of a little bit of incest. <laughs> but, but, okay, yeah. yeah the families from, in all of yeah, like, apart the from you know the it's the true like a true story of binaries like it's good versus evil. The good yeah. are the, the good are very good. The yeah. bad are very bad. But families are a very big part of it. Obviously, you know, Luke, I am your father is like the. I mean, one you of say a big, a big part and... of it. Yes, a big part of it in the sense of there are families in it. Yes, like quite a fair bit. And these family lineages, particularly after the rise of Skywalker, family lineage is a big. It's important in the Star Wars. But universe. it's not though, because it doesn't say. It's certainly important it to, the, to the characters and the stories family, that does it. It doesn't say anything about family. Okay. It, you know, the fact that it's Han Solo's son, uh, you know, the, Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son and, and Leia's, it's just like, oh, twist, he's their son. Yeah. You, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's not like, oh, how, you know, uh, a, a parent's message can become corrupted and the child can take something. It doesn't do anything with the idea of family relationships. It just has families in it a lot. Does Return of the Jedi not do that? Where, what? like, Luke finds out that Darth Vader is his father in episode five and mm. then episode six, Luke sort of like accepts the dark side a little bit throughout the film like he sort of begins to follow in the footsteps of his father only but he rejected at the end but yeah. then Darth Vader also rejects it at the end yes. so he kind of follows his son's example I don't know if that, that means anything outside of what it actually is if you know what I mean right I don't know what I can take from that okay it, that, it just is that plot I guess device. if you were going to be generous it would be about um, sort of breaking out of the cycle of your forefathers you know sort of creating your own path creating your own legacy I guess I wouldn't say so only because Luke oh, you know sets off on this heroic legacy before he knows where he comes from yeah mm. then he finds out and then is instantly defeated yes and it's not like it's a legacy of evil like only his father turned evil okay in term, like literal familial lineage yeah okay the, the whole but like obviously the, people love Star Wars I'm not saying it's complete, completely vapid my point is just broadly speaking I, I just think they're kind of the shallow entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. They're for yeah. everyone to watch. That's yeah. okay. I just don't really think they're important. No, you know? that, that, they're sorry. important to individuals, but they're not important on a, um, what would you say, like on a thematic or on a, a meaning, A meaningful level. A meaningful level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fun fantasy. That's what it's yeah, supposed yeah. to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but this is the thing. Like, So when The Force Awakens came out, I liked The Force Awakens. As did I. Yep. And the thing with The Force Awakens was, yes, it was like A New Hope, yeah. but it set up the possibility to do anything they wanted to. Yes. Yeah. The, then you get to The Last Jedi. Now, I didn't like The Last Jedi, but in like, as, as you talk about like in retrospect, the ending, mm. I did like Yeah, I like that. Ending, yeah. I actually quite like the fact that they killed off Snoke halfway, like partway through, because the whole thing with Ryan Johnson, as much as I didn't, didn't like the film, he was trying to do something different. As you say, he was doing it from a writer's perspective. Yeah, it's another writerly instinct. Like, ooh, wouldn't it be interesting if the clear big bad yeah. of this trilogy is just kind of a nothing that dies in the second film? Yeah. Yes. Again, it's trying to be iconoclastic. Yeah. He got rid of the Knights of Wren, and he made Ray's parents nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Mm. <laughs> yeah. One other quick thing, because yeah. I feel like there might be more, but the only other thing I can think of is that a lightsaber doesn't really have any inherent value, right? It's like in The Last Jedi, when she gives Luke his lightsaber, yeah. he just kind of tosses it away, right? Yeah. Okay. 
And oh then, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then in, in the Rise of Skywalker, they actually give him the line where he says, "You need to treat this with more respect." Yes, which is like, "Fuck you, Ryan Johnson." It's like, you know what, mate? I like J.J. Abrams. I do like you, and I really like Star Trek. But Ryan Johnson made knives out. What have you done? Carry on. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, no, I can't. I like J.J. Abrams. I love Lost. I love all the stuff he's done. Really. <laughs> would Would you say that? I mean, he was there at the beginning of Lost. But would you say that J.J. Abrams no. and Lost are like you know? Yeah, no, that's yeah. It's fair to say he was there for the pilot. Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go okay, on. but yes. Uh, so yeah. fast forward then to the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Palpatine is back. Doesn't make any sense in just like <laughs> any level. He's a granddad. It does make sense on a cha-ching level. Yeah. Yeah, he's a grandpa, yeah. Yeah, he's a granddad. Okay. Yeah. Well, when would he have theoretically mated? Somewhere between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Is it between those two Well, how old is Rey supposed to be? Because they never bring up her age. I'm 25 or something? Early 20s. Yeah, okay. Early mid-20s. It's been 30 years since uh, Return of the Jedi. It's it's post-mortem coitus. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, because her parents must have been would have had to have been at least in their like. Oh yeah, hang on, doesn't make any sense. When they gave her dad. Yes, but uh, but my okay. So my argument is this. So so would he have mated as Chancellor Palpatine? Yeah, which is like all right, fair enough. Okay, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't, but no. But but this is the thing. So given how old like they're supposed like you know supposed to be or whatever, right? Mm. The parents, you know, obviously she's the one with like all the parents. Her parents, even realistically in the last one, are stacked up to be nobodies. Yeah. If you're the kid of Palpatine, mm. yeah. surely you've got something going for you. Like, yes. surely. Mm. It's not just, oh yeah, well then we had a kid that can do the fucking electric out the fingers. I smell a Disney Plus spin-off series. Oh, I, I swear to God. <laughs> have you That's seen not the, outside the realm of Have you seen that not. interview with uh, John Boyega where he's like, you're not going to Disney Plus me. Someone said, would you come back to play oh, Fade? Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to Disney Plus When's me. When's the Mandalorian set? I think it's like That's, a year or two after Return of the Jedi. That's like yeah. very soon after Return of the Jedi. That is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I I I would I'll stake a fiver on e- in either season two or three. Ray's parents show up. Oh, oh God, that's so possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before we go into the thing, I want to carry on shitting on this film. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Right. So there's the whole Palpatine thing. Shit, you <laughs> there's the whole Palpatine thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as I say, I don't care about. Uh, Spoiler. I don't. Oh, think, also, I don't think we need to have a discussion about how stupid it is that Palpatine just shows up. In the no, last not one. at all. No. Other than to say that okay, fine, you're bringing him back. Let's just let's just accept that for this. Yeah. And I get that they wanted to drop him into the trailer so more people would go and see it. Yes. But still, if you're going to bring back that character, don't do it in the text crawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, by the way, Palpatine's alive. He's been well, hiding here. Can He's, I just yeah. say that I would have been more interested in the twist. If it had turned, if we like hadn't found out during dur- in the trailers or anything, if it just turned out, yeah. it was like okay, shit, Palpatine, like that would have been, I would have been like, okay. yeah, it would yeah. momentarily beaten you into thinking that something interesting was happening. Yes, yeah, yeah. If all the big reveal was, oh, he's been masterminding this the whole time, like, oh my god, they were planning this from, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the fact that it's like clearly, oh, we need how do we salvage you know, what they see as the failure of the last you know, Jedi? But then, yeah. It sh- you know it's just like, it brings back the Knights of Ren, yeah, to no end, really. to, to, yeah. to no end. <laughs> Which is disappointing. When I found out that they were like, what's their deal? They're like, like they're ninja not Jedi. Yeah, but they're not really Jedi. They're not really Sith. They, no. they do those practices, but they're they don't in, really align. Yeah, they don't really align yeah. with anything. Yeah, that's a decent idea. Lib Dems. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some Lib Dems in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean... Nick Clegg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's probably got a cameo somewhere. Come on now. That dates me. Who's head of Lib Dems now? I have no idea. I, I think <laughs> it's a woman. I'm not sure. N- okay. No one at the moment because the head resigned. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, so they're brought in for like no reason. No random. What's uh, Dominic Gleeson, isn't it? Dommel. Donald. D- Dermal Gleeson. Yeah. Donald. Uh, Gleeson. Donald okay. Gleeson. Yeah. They bring him in and it's it's almost an interesting subplot that he's finally turned to becoming a spy. No, it isn't. No, no, no. no, no. But what I mean is it's almost a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a thing. But they don't do enough with it. We don't even need to finish this discussion. That line alone perfectly summarises the Rise of Skywalker. It's, it's like, almost a thing. thing. The thing, they don't do enough with it. Yeah, they I agree that it's an interesting Rich- idea. Yeah. yeah, they bring in Richard E. Grant, who yeah. is essentially, you know from the office, his replacement. I mean, he just oozes evil, doesn't he? He does, but this is just proof to me that it's obviously about merchandising, because... They already they set up these characters in The Force Awakens to be facsimiles of those that had come before mm, them. Yeah. And now when those characters are still there, they are they're continuing to introduce yes. more characters that do mm. the same thing. Yeah. Because you can sell more toys. It's yeah. Yeah, as simple as that. And also, you know, Hux was basically a Nazi in The best the thing Awakens. about The Force Awakens. Absolutely yeah. the best thing about it. Right r- last Jedi brought him down a few pegs. Yeah. And by the time you get to Rise of Skywalker, I mean what's left to do with that character? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem, but having turn is the only kind of thing you could do. Really. I suppose, yeah. but I, I don't know. I prefer the idea of, and this is assuming that they were planning it, which they obviously weren't. Mm. But I do prefer the idea of he sort of ends up becoming the big bad, like he sort of overtakes Kylo yeah. Ren as like the leader of the First Order. See, that's what I would have liked seen. What I would have liked to have seen mm. is him versus Richard E. Grant, him kill Richard E. Grant, rather than right. it be the other way round. Mm. Okay, because yeah, having him turn was like the obvious. Yeah, as and as I say, it was almost it could have almost been a good thing if they'd done more with it. But it was like, oh, I don't care if you win. I I I, ca- I care if Kylo loses. Yeah, it is, yeah. It, that, and that is an interesting idea as well. Is you have you have Ben Solo and you have Ray Skywalker, Skywalker, Ray Palpatine. Yeah, she's just as bad as Palpatine. Ray, Ray, Ray Palpatine, Palpatine sounds like a, a Sussex lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine, and Palpatine. Cohen. yeah. <laughs> Um, representing you today. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's that's like an interesting idea as well, isn't it? The, the the notion that you have Ben Solo, who's the new Darth Vader, you have Ray Palpatine, who's the new Luke Skywalker, and they sort of like as the films go on, they kind of meet each other in the mirror in the middle, morally speaking. <laughs> in the mirror. In the mirror. What is a mirror? Well, the mirror the thing. Sam's lexicon. <laughs> Um, they meet each other in the middle, morally speaking, and then they go their opposite ways. So you end the trilogy with Ben as the hero and Ray as the villain. Mm. Which, uh, Rise of Skywalker gestures to the notion that maybe that was once the idea. It's almost a thing. It's almost a thing, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that feels too kind of, um, too writer-y in a way. It's yeah, like I, don't, too... I don't know if, because if you, if Ray is the new Luke Skywalker, you know, you have your female protagonist who's spearheading Star Wars like mm. the you know the pop culture juggernaut yeah. that is Star Wars I don't know if it's like anti-feminist if she ends up becoming the villain of the franchise I don't know I d- right. well, it would depend on how they did it as far as yeah. that stuff goes right like, people, think... people were complaining when I, I haven't watched Game of Thrones but like when Daenerys became the villain of the show mm. people were really kicking off about that right yeah, it's yeah. just because it was badly the way it was badly done, but yeah. I think people didn't. Did, am I right? In saying people thing, didn't like the idea that she turned. There, there was a certain subsect of the audience that that thought it was kind of 
the show give, giving in to its more misogynist inclinations. Oh, right. Whereas, n- no, like, no, it, they, it they, was going they, there. The idea w- was essentially we were putting up to a, a badass on a dragon. Yeah, had they had 20 then, episodes instead of six, then, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, that could have been done organically and naturally. Yeah, and I think then it would have made sense. Yes. Um, as far as the, the villain problem goes for this new Star Wars thing, I think what would have been interesting is that in The Last Jedi, Kylo teams with Rey, he comes to the light, Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't kill Snoke. Okay. In the next film, you you contextualize him further. Who is he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he remains the main villain, but then you've got Kylo Ren working with him to bring him down. And Hux can still be there as the villain, who obviously hates Kylo Ren as it is. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, you could have a thing with Hux having to turn on Snoke. It, there's a lot you could do there. Um. And but you know, I do get why Ryan Johnson killed Snoke. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a decent idea. I w- in I will, the grand scheme of things, say, maybe not. I will say, given. That obviously they brought Palpatine back from the dead. Do you know there was genuinely a part of me that wondered if we were going to see Snoke in this film, and he well, we do. Might, might as well. Wouldn't you know, we, yeah, we see two of them in a jar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. Like if like, and they he was back. Oh, I see. Okay. Like that, you know, because given every, you know, obviously this has been about bringing it's a weird some of the- idea, isn't it, that he clones? Because Snoke isn't just like a drone or like a mm. a soldier or a pawn. Like he was the leader of the. The, the, the most important figure in the First Order. Yeah. It's just the idea that there's, like, a bunch of them that have been grown in jars. Mm. Like, well, why haven't you got... Why isn't there, like, a council of Snokes yeah. or something the running the whole I'm, I'm, galaxy? Uh, this yeah. I would say, there is one thing I would like to say. The yeah. universe. So, know. when Ray is talking to Luke's Force Ghost, she talks about... She obviously talks to him about being a Palpatine. And they talk about the fact that him and Leia both knew. Yeah, you know they're both dead now. Yeah. Leia and Luke. They're, they're, they're technically foreskin, aren't they? They're foreskin. That is horrific. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> right. No, no, right. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing, right? So they point that out. Mm-hmm. When Leia and Han are having a conversation, and I think it's The Force Awakens. Right. But yeah, I'm pretty certain. It's, yeah, Force Awakens, of course. Yeah, Han does. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. When they're talking about things, they're talking about how everything led to Snoke. If... <laughs> right. That's right. a funny sentence. Yeah. If... By that logic, yeah. Leia was already supposed to know that Rey was a Palpatine and knew that Palpatine was around. That character is smart enough to know that Snoke would have been a byproduct of Palpatine. So them blaming everything on Snoke just doesn't make sense. Because fundamentally, if you're going to put Palpatine in that universe, mm. Kylo Ren is going to be attracted to the idea of Palpatine. Well, he is, isn't he? They, they kind of try to write yeah. it off by Palpatine saying, like, oh, I've guided you from the beginning. I've been every voice inside your head. Yeah. In the, uh, my point being, when they decided they've come back in and bought in Palpatine. Mm. The way J.J. Abrams initially dis- does it in The Force Awakens, mm. it's all on Snoke and Palpatine isn't in the picture. And then he brings him in in the third thing. And it's like, th- the way they bring him in, it's like, oh, that conversation is, yeah, but we, well, we knew you were a Palpatine, we just didn't say. I think if there was anyone doubting that this franchise wasn't planned, I think the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, the jabs they give towards The Last Jedi is proof enough that this franchise just wasn't planned. Force no. Away, no, nobody knew what they were going to do with no. The Last Jedi. Look, nobody I'm, knew what they were going to do with The Last Jedi. I don't want to offend any potential listeners, but you know for a fact there's enough cattle populating theatres that, that a lot of people believe that this was planned. Oh, yeah. You just know that that's the case. Yeah. Well, the, uh, so one of the other things that I want to shit on is yeah. Ray and Kylo kissing. Yeah, c- very quickly before we get to that. Yeah. Because I think one of the overarching things to talk about here is that, okay, while it's easier for a film franchise in a sense like with television shows right people always ask the lost writers the one 
did you know the ending from the start? It's like, this is a years-long project for us. Mm. We've got to roll with the punches. Actors will want to leave. X, Y, Z. With a film, it's a bit different because obviously there's less, uh, there's less time um, overall. But I'm trying to look at it equally as a creative machine and as a financial machine. And the studio has to go, right, we can't just completely map out every film that we're going to do because we're going to need to adapt. Whatever doesn't work from The Force Awakens, we'll have to make it work in The Last Jedi. If that fails, we're going to have to change it and make it work. In- so I don't kind of begrudge them not having a proper plan. However, they just could have done it better. Yeah. But yeah. I, don't, you, I don't think you it's... Could at least have, you could at least have a treatment, you know? Board, they did, didn't they? They did have a broad treatment. Okay. J.J. Abrams and someone wrote a treatment and it just got thrown out. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, did George Lucas have a treatment of sorts as well? Yeah, that got rejected. Yeah, yeah. That got rejected before they even started making it. Yeah. As it should, because he's not a good writer. Okay. No, he is not. Um, he's a terrible writer, actually, and a worse director. Um, <gasps> he I'm, made I, Star Wars. How I know, dare I know. you? He made the first black action movie ever. What? Is that, is that what it is? Red Tails? Wasn't that market? Wasn't <laughs> Red, that the first black? Wasn't Red Tails marketed as like the first black action movie? Was that like 2010 or something? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, right, but okay. that's how it was marketed. At that okay, point. something like that. We had Dolomite before that. We did. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah, black exploitation. Exactly. Um, yeah, so like, I don't think we can be too harsh about why wasn't there a plan? Because sometimes the plan fails. Yes, and you've got to adapt it. But yes, there there are better ways of not having a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll move on to the Ray and Kylo kissing. Yeah. I, I, the, one of the reasons why I was tying it in with what you were saying about people who believe that stuff was all planned. Mm. There will be people now who will be looking back going, ah, oh, yeah, they were sowing the seeds through this and this and that. Yeah. I think that's a crock of shit. I think they took, they bought in the script, much like the Screen Rant joke is. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, Screen Rant's a YouTube channel. And they do like. Are you on about pitch meeting? The the pitch meeting. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they do a pit in the pitch meeting. The guy literally goes, "Have them kiss." Yeah, and I do a kissy kiss. Yeah, Yeah. I genuinely think that is part of what happened. I think they went, "That'll be a thing that people like." Oh my god, they kiss, and then they'll look for it. Is that another Tumblr thing? I was going to say that's yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's another thing of like you know the fact that people didn't like the Last Jedi. Oh, we'll completely reject the idea of the Last Jedi. People ship Rey and Kylo. Mm. Oh, let's do that then. Yeah, but this yeah. is the thing. You look at what the the, the like relationships and stuff they built and forms of in the in the Last Jedi. You have Finn being tied with whatever her name is the 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 girl that he kisses that kisses him at the end. Rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're setting up that, which then completely gets sidelined and is basically nothing in this film. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. You have Poe being given someone that he could be flirting with, just it, and that completely then the idea is it cuts off anything between Finn and Poe. Yeah. You know, you have them hug at one point. Clearly, it's a bromance that's a friendly bromance. Yeah. You then have Finn clearly wanting to tell Ray that he loves her. He never gets to. They do nothing with okay, that Okay, do you believe that? Because there's two theories to that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, if you had other theories. Yeah. One of them is he was saying he wanted to tell Ray that he was in love with her. The other one was him wanting to say that he's force sensitive. And the film, because I watched... Is he though? No, but that's the thing. I watched the film for the first time with the knowledge that that was supposedly the twist. I mean, J.J. Abrams has said that was the tw- that was what he wanted to say, not the twist. That he was force sensitive. That he was force sensitive. If the idea being set up is that he is force sensitive, yeah, give more of the fucking plot to it because yeah, Finn yeah, does not do enough in this like, thing in I, this film. I was watching those moments, thinking like, oh, if I didn't know that this was supposed to be what is happening, I'd completely miss the fact that he 
was force sensitive. It committed the cardinal sin, right? If I'm watching a film that's, you know, I, I suppose this risks being egomaniacal, but who's who's talking here? Um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. If I'm watching a film that's like really intellectual and kind of like intellectually dense, mm-hmm. I never ever feel, even if I don't understand it, I don't feel stupid because I'm like, well, at least I'm watching the film, right? Mm. If I'm made to feel stupid by something, I know that it is the problem in terms of a film, right? Okay. Yeah. Because when that kiss happened, I thought, am I stupid for not knowing this was clearly what they were going for the whole time? Right. And then thinking, no, I wasn't stupid. This clearly wasn't what they were going for the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just shoehorned it in. Yeah. But it's, it's like, so, someone yeah. made a point to online, right? Mm. Which is that in this film, for like the first time, they established that you can heal people to a degree with the Force. He saves her life. Yeah. They kiss. Mm. He dies. She has enough fucking strength to heal him back. Yeah. So why the fuck doesn't so she, she have do a it? chance? He disappears into the into the force. Yeah. Reminds me of the end of Sightseers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little bit. I won't yeah. go into that. Just watch Sightseers. Yeah. Exactly. You should understand. I like Sightseers. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah. No, I think it's a crock of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it is. It is a. Cro- it is I, a I feel like shit. I've ranted about this film enough. But essentially, I'm going to sum it up by saying I think it's a crock of shit. <laughs> I think anyone that paid money to watch this film probably should be reimbursed because it's a crock of shit. Watch it illegally. <laughs> but then I'll have one less Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with. Yeah. Sorry to Jordan's dad, the film's a crock of shit. <laughs> I don't agree with reimbursed. I mean, we watched it illegally. Just you know, just do that if yeah. you really. I mean, you know, it's. I, I didn't really. I didn't. Ex- I expected more of J.J. Abrams. I yeah, I expected a lot more of J.J. Abrams. But right. I didn't expect anything great this, this film. This film looks worse than The Force Awakens. It does, yeah. You yeah. go back to like clips of The Force Awakens, and you know the lens flare was toned down for that film anyway. Mm. But it's got a bit more of that yeah. sort of... It seems to be better lit, and the camera seems to be but far I'll more it, kinetic. If it, well, like yeah. a mo- I think it's after Poe and or Rey escapes like the chamber where he's keeping them prisoner, and mm. Kylo Ren goes in... And the camera is just whipping around the room as he's like starting to throw a tantrum. Yeah, and it's like really kinetic and it yeah, engages yeah. you. And then in Rise of Skywalker, it feels like oh, the camera's just kind of in here. It's in this room. That's that's one the, one of the other things. They got rid of his helmet, whichever oh, yeah. one it was, yeah. and then they had to repair it. Have you, you had to have the well, fucking helmet? Have back. you seen any of the Colin Trevorrow leaked script? No. Yeah. Okay, because I think in that wasn't the idea that he had a new helmet forged out of uh, Mandalorian armor. Something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, whatever. But it's better than, oh, he's just got his old helmet yeah. back and he's, yeah. like, sewn it back together. Like, the best whatever. thing about that script is there's no Palpatine. No Palpatine. As far yeah. as the visuals go as well, the the discrepancy, Force Awakens, you know, it's it's right in the first chapter of a book. You can sort of go anywhere with it. Yeah. Even though, yeah, they basically did a rehash of A New Hope. I think it's, it's an all right film in isolation. Once yeah, you put yeah, it in the completely. context of... This is the seventh instalment of a nine-part story. Yeah. The Force Awakens kind of falls apart. But again, quickly. looking at it as an economic reality, I just think that... I, I don't think the studio would have let them do anyth- anything more radical they did in oh, Force Awakens. Like, no, after the prequels, yeah, they so need to play it very safe. you got to just do A New Hope, guys, with yeah. a few differences. But yeah. And that's fine. And yeah, as a film in its own right, it's, it's pretty good. And yeah, it looks better. It looks like it's models a lot of the time rather than effects. I, yeah, I'm not sure if... I don't they know, just kind of gave up on the models, but everything feels a lot faker. It's pared mm. down. It, it's not like um, there was that parody ages ago, like what if Michael Bay was directing this shot or whatever? Oh yeah, and it's thousands of things on. 
But yeah, no, it, it felt like a really... As opposed to Star Trek, which was very lens flare Yeah. Still great, but, you know, lens flare dynamic. This mm. felt a lot more like traditional classic sci-fi. Yeah. Whereas by the time it gets to Rise of Skywalker, it's just a, a masturbation of... Like, the, the visual effects team were just, like, beating them out as they were just pressing random buttons yeah. on the machine. It, yeah. it is a masturbation of fan service. That's all it is. Yeah, it's completely, yeah, completely o- yeah. onanistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Smith, I know this is a slight tangent, but Matt Smith was supposed to be the main villain, and he's not in the film at all. Well, like, when was he meant to be the main villain? Well, he was. I think he was one of the first cast announcements. For tre- when it was Trevor? Or... Well, just for episode nine in general, because Trevor... Okay. Uh, when did Trevor leave the project? A little while ago. Was before it, Last Jedi, I think. It was before Last Jedi, was I it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it was or around when Last yeah. Jedi. Okay, maybe it was announced after. It was definitely announced after Last Jedi that Matt Smith was in it. Yeah, okay. he's clearly cast uh, for an earlier script, wasn't he? Yes, exactly. There's not, no one he could have played that he didn't. No. Again, further proof that they had no plan. The fact that they announced. Yeah this guy will be a major villain in the film, and now he's just not in the film at all. I'm not being funny. I know that Carrie Russell, who played Zori Bliss, yeah. Poe's love interest, yeah. um, disinterest, <laughs> uh, is like, you know, she's worked with J.J. Abrams before, and I find I get it, that's why she's in the film. Yeah. But, like, she, she was in The Americans, which was the, one of the greatest drama shows on television. Yeah. She's won, like, critics' awards for it, and it's like, at least you like if you're gonna cast actors like that, you gotta use them. Yeah. I like I like Red Letter Media's yeah. idea that Red Letter Media. Red Letter Media, Red Letter Media. Oh, and Screen Rant as well, because you, you mentioned Screen Rant yeah. earlier. Um that it was just like a an agreement between her and JJ Abrams, like, right, how much money can we get you for you doing as little work as possible? You basically turn up for half a day, we never see you, do a bit of voiceover work. Twenty million dollars, or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to think it wasn't that mystery. No, but, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, Zori Bliss is she's part of Star Wars forever now, and yeah. all Carrie Russell had to do was just show up for a bit, I guess. Yeah, she's in yeah. two scenes, if that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could hark that, that, that was okay. You hark that back to the same thing with Cats, though. Taylor Swift's in it for two scenes. She doesn't show up for one, and she's still got seven figures for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's um, a crock of shit. Yeah. Speaking, are we done with Star Wars? Um, all I wanted to say okay. was, uh, don't be disheartened, Matt Smith, because this is the second time he's been shafted <laughs> yeah, by Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, he was in Terminator, Terminator Genesis, yeah. and he was supposed to be the main villain of what was supposed to be a trilogy, and then of course Genesis came out, flopped horribly, and that was all canned. And now he was supposed to be the major villain in a Star Wars film, and that was canned. Well, he still he got to play the villain in this epic family uh, drama about evil families. So. He played Prince Philip in The Crown. Oh, okay. Uh, I oh, don't even that. was That was tr- like as if it was a smart joke, though I don't even believe in it. <laughs> I was like, um, all right. See you next time, then, dickheads. Bye. Oh, bye. Meow. <laughs>